weird. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe I sound like this. Yeah, yeah, because I hear it. You know, when you're on stage, you have like the mic in you, and you hear the feedback. You're like, that sounds like me. Yeah. But then, like, I'm here, like the headphones are in it. I'm like, this, this is really my voice. Yeah, I don't like how I, I don't, I don't like the way I sound. Oh. Although I don't sound like the Bob Burger guy. <laughs> it's gonna stick with me forever. Hey man, how's it going? I'm going good, going good. Yeah, it's all good. Is that what I sound like, dude? <laughs> no. But also, John Benjamin's not a bad one. Is that what his name is? Yeah, John, John. H. Benjamin. He also is Archer. His name's not Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what? He uh, he does the can of vegetables in Wet Hot American Summer as well. Have either of you guys seen that one? No. Damn, guys. That's a summer classic. Is that a Disney movie? Yeah. No, it was be. it was done by the guy that did... Um, Oh fuck! A few others, but it's got like Amy Poehler. It's got Bradley Cooper. It's got uh, Paul Rudd. Okay. It's got a pretty fucking heavy cast. That's a good lineup, yeah. I no, it's that. a very funny, and it it uh, is like super goofy. Like some of the like bits that they do, it reminds me of like uh, Sploof, like original movies, like Airplane and mm-hmm. Police Squad and Naked Gun and that kind of Leslie Nielsen vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a scene when they all get out of the truck. And they're like, all right, see you later. And they all just run to one wall and stand up against it. Mm. And the scene ends there. And like it, does, it never explains it or any of those kinds of things. And it's summer camp, and that's like my favorite. That was a long part of my life, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Summer camp? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah spent, I guess. I spent well, six years going to summer camp. Like every for summer. a whole summer. Yeah. Yeah, especially towards the end when I was working there. I was, I, I'd go like three weeks ahead of time and go set everything up and so were you like a camp counselor out there or was yeah you? yeah well i started as like a uh jc you know like literally just like the guy that washes dishes and takes out the trash and like the person that like a junior counselor the person that like helps the bullshit was this like a june like a christian type camp like what dylan does or like just uh <laughs> it started out type thing it was a ymca for the longest time and then this uh like wild millionaire just bought it out mm. yeah and he uh he was fucking he was pretty crazy like honestly like <laughs> looking back i was i was thinking about our orientation and he's like a 40 year old guy right and like it's a whole room full of all these camp counselors like we're like 18 19 and, like, in the beginning, he's, like, cr- creating these things called heart foundations. And so, like, you can only date a person, like, 17-year-olds could only date up to 18. Like, you couldn't date an 18-year-old if you were 17, even if you were dating before you went to summer camp. Oh. So, like, he would make those lines. But then him, <laughs> being a 40-year-old. He was dating a 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> he literally opened with, you're going to hear that I only date college girls. That's not a lie. And oh, he's yeah. telling this to a room full of college girls. What a pimp. I, like I know, dude. Dog. It was pretty, yeah, like it was it. pretty crazy. Uh, and then he'd take them on vacations and shit. He'd literally take like seven. It was oh, wild. Wow. But it was a fun... I mean, summer camp was huge for me. Uh, I loved it. For some reason, I just imagine you in like denim cutoffs and like you flowing oh, your hair yeah, back and dude. forth. I was, my shirt was off a lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it was like crazy because even looking back, it was kind of like super offensive. I'm not going to lie, Damon. <laughs> it was called Camp Indian Springs. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> and we had these things called spirit names. <laughs> right. And like it literally was as bad as it could be of just pick an adjective and a noun 
and that's your name. And so we did like, I mean, that's where Tiny Leaf comes from. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought me on today to share this with me. <laughs> um, it, it, I realize now looking back, like when you're calling a white girl dream catcher, then there's like, it's an issue, man. Yeah. It's not okay. Hey there, dream catcher. A wildflower. I, mean, I think we. There was I, a wildflower, dude. There was a wildflower. But I, then we got crazy with it. There was like a guy from Austin that we called Texas Toast. Like we just, it was. That's fair. Yeah. There was a girl. That's just a solid nickname. To yeah, that, that, that sounds delicious. Actually, I want some Texas Toast uh, right now. <laughs> I ate some recently. Don't remember from where. Oh, raisin canes. Mm. Only four things on the menu, dude. I mean, is it four things? It's just chicken tenders, I feel like. It's tenders, fries, toast, and, like, one in, other in side. In different increments. Yeah, biscuits. Coleslaw. Yeah. And Texas toast. It's literally four things on the menu. They crush it. And they, they, keep, yeah. they have, like, nine different combos to order from with four items. That's just different amount of ch- tendies. So back when you were in summer camp, were you yeah. still the same, you know, figure? Oh, uh, I think... Uh, Did you weigh less than you... Oh, know? I thought you meant like as a person. <laughs> no, like you as a figure. Weight, weight wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you have you gained weight since you were sixteen? No, I've tried. <laughs> I really have. I mean, I've I've gone through months of like trying to crunch calories and counting them and working out and just fucking. I don't know where it goes. I guess I poop a lot. <laughs> you poop a lot. I pooped like four times today and I was breathing heavy afterwards. Four times. I don't think that's normal, Evan. <laughs> it was yeah, I don't even know what happened. I was trying to figure it out. Like I was looking back at what I ate today and nothing explained it. So what did you eat today? Just one large firehouse nub. <laughs> firehouse what? So it makes sense. <laughs> so um, speaking of taking four shits today, <laughs> Damon, before we you know get to the part of the show where people stop listening, uh, <laughs> why don't you uh, tell us about your new room? And then we'll start the show. Yes, so it's going to be the Ubi the Ubi Sabubi Room Stand Up Comedy. It's going to be at the Thin Man Tavern on Fifteenth uh, Street. It's going to be October Fourteenth, Saturday at nine thirty p.m. I'm going to say this about five times tonight because I need to get it out, get the word out, get that digital traffic. So that's why I'm here, guys. Let's make let's make some money moves. Let's make some money. <laughs> Fuck laughing, dude. <laughs> 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 Fuck the art form, dude. I want to make money. <laughs> Damon's going to succeed. That's the thing. Damon's going to be more successful than all of us. Yeah. I can Fuck. see it. Yeah. I- I don't know about that. I don't like the business side of uh, business side of comedy is not too much, but yeah. I, I prefer performing and writing the most. I like that isolation time. I do love writing. I did it last night with Laura, honestly, and it was so fun to be like, should I put this part first or this part first? What's funny? <laughs> like, which is the funny part? Because I like them both. Yeah. But am I teasing it too much by doing this part or like and just breaking down that f- formula yeah. is wild it is because yeah you go down like rabbit holes of like how else can i use this yeah it's weird we're all two years in now right i'm about a year and a half your year and a half yeah yeah. i'm about to hit two you're about to two yeah i just hit two back in september so it's weird having like being like the first time coming in then like two years in and like talking to open micers and like they kind of have like a little i found i intimidate people do i give off that vibe at all I think that if I had to define it, Damon, you have give off a vibe of a, an observer. 
an observer. I think you like to sit back and watch. Hmm. Does that make sense? Is that like intimidating to some people? Because I've had like three open micers, like new times, come up to me and say, yeah, man, I, I, I really respect you. You're just really funny, but I'm afraid to talk to you and everything. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. I don't know what to say to it. And I don't, I don't, do you get that at all, Dylan? Are people afraid of you? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They don't talk to me to tell me. So I don't don't think I'm at mics enough to know Mm. right now just because of my situation. But I only go to Monkey Barrel, really. Oh, really? I mean, that's the only mic available right now until the next Thursday mic starts. Oh, yeah. Julia Foodman and Evan Joe. Yeah. No, Evan, Evan Davis. Oh my gosh, Evan! Sorry, I did that with Evan when I first saw him. Today. I know when I greeted Damon at the door, he's like, "What's up, Evan Joe?" Wow. <laughs> There's worse Evans you could be called. <laughs> I know, dude. You could be Evan Davis. <laughs> um, that is going to be a fun mic, though. It's nice we have a new Thursday one. Yeah, yeah they're calling it the Jewish mic, so it's going to be a good time. Really? Well, I'm I'm calling it the Jewish mic. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well play our music. <laughs> Dude, I got some more questions about summer camp, too. If these things were okay or not, because I feel like they weren't. Let's we'll do see. it. They probably weren't. Yo. Hey, dude. What's up, dude? This is recreational outrage. Yeah, another uh, night after um, Mike. Another night after a Mike. Yeah, I like doing these late night ones. Yeah, as long as it's not too late <laughs> with 18 people. <laughs> no, this is perfect. Yeah. Are you talking about the last episode? Why would no. you do that? What? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you hinted at it. I thought you were saying, urge me on. We've You're never had an episode with 18 people, so obviously No, but not. that's a challenge I'm willing to accept. Let's do it. Yeah. We only have like three mics, don't you? Call your friends. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my name's Dylan Cantor. I'm Evan Fitzgerald. I thought you were going to say Joe. <laughs> we got a great guest. One of our, our returning guests. Yeah. Technically, it's fourth time. Oh, wow. But and the, he's been but, on... but the second time, I think it was, he just sat here. <laughs> there was silently. one that you kind of observed on. He might yeah. have said one thing. Yeah, I was Robbie Camesa's ride for that. So yeah. That was about the only reason I was there. <laughs> well, I think we even tried to include him, and he was like, I'm no, good. Well, this isn't mine. There's, three, there's, there's four mics here. There's like eight people in that room. It's Dude, we're, 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 that's what we do. <laughs> we're good at We create chaos. Yeah. Oh. I guess. I miss Robbie, by the way. I hope he's listening to this podcast. Robbie Camiso, I wish I we had had you on again. Mm-hmm. I would have if I had known he didn't say anything to me, so I guess fuck him, dude. No, he did just kind of wander <laughs> off. I mean, I knew back in July, but he told me, like, the week of he was moving out. I'm like, oh, is that soon already? He says, yeah. But he wasn't telling anybody about yeah. it. So Maybe he's not good with goodbyes, dude. I mean, I was okay with it because, like, I knew in advance, but I think other people were, like, kind of hurt by it because yeah. Robbie's an important person here. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I enjoyed not only like his sets, but also him just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like he always had something to say. At least yeah. he was always a good person in the fucking crowd because his laugh was <laughs> standing out yeah, so well. Definitely. And then when you got him to laugh, you felt like you did something a little dirty, but not too dirty. <laughs> like I, I do also miss Robbie. 
Yeah, no, he was a really good roommate. Uh, I know Robbie more on the personal side because we'd have like probably like four hour talks just like late at night, just about comedy and about life and about women. So like, I really know the way he sees that part of it. And he's just very peaceful. He's very, likes to think about things. He's very wise for his age. He's only 21. So it's really cool to see that in someone. Damn. I didn't know he was that young. Uh-huh. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was 40. Oh, no. I mean, black don't crack, so he could be. I had a I had an interesting week, I guess. Yeah, dude. Congratulations a little bit. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> are in order. <laughs> I'm glad you made it back safely. I made it back safely, kind of. Tell us what happened, Dylan Cantor. Did you I, get any good album recommendations? Uh, You know, Father John Misty, someone recommended that to me. Good music. Solid music. <laughs> Maybe not something to recommend to someone on their fifth hour of driving. Uh, I had to stop and take a nap. So, <laughs> um, so I listened to Prince. I'm a big Prince fan. I sat on a hill, completely still, and somehow managed to listen to all of Purple Rain because there was construction. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I went to Durango for the Four Corners Comedy Festival. It was fun. It was a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, go Dylan. Yeah. But anyway, it was cool. Did you just do one show and leave? Like you're back you're only there for a day, right? I we went I went there I drove there Thursday. Uh where did you stay? In a KOA? I stayed in a cabin. In a KOA? <laughs> in a KOA. Dude, those right are up so next rad. to a river. That's tough. Uh, in a cabin that was probably made up of two rooms of this size, um, which is not what I expected, which was fine, with uh, Devesh and Leah Altov. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Were they also afraid of ghosts? No one was afraid of ghosts. Okay. There was no vibes like that. It okay. was peaceful. Fair enough. That sounds uh, nice. But there, it, was, it was just a cabin <laughs> uh, with a couple beds, and Devesh had an air mattress, luckily. <laughs> At first he was like, because he told me he was bringing an air mattress, and he was like, you cool with us sleeping in the same bed? And I was like, uh, but you brought an air mattress, right? And he's like, yeah. Like, well, blow that shit up, buddy. What the fuck are you talking about sleeping in the same bed? He'd be a great cuddle partner, dude. Oh, it's the no. I'll talk you to sleep. I see him uh, no, like I, being a good mid, uh, little spoon, yeah. like wanting to be the big spoon. Yeah, he wants to be the big spoon. Yeah. Because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> Devesh is a five foot four Indian man. Very funny. You didn't have to say that he was Indian. Devesh is a five foot four Native American man. And <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but it was fun. That was fun. It was right up against the river. Uh, I, I, it was dark, pure darkness, trying to find the cabin. I think I passed it like seventeen times. I thought that Leah had said it was K two twelve, and. Then Somehow, every time I went back to read it, it still said K212, but it wasn't. It was K22, and I didn't even know that there was a river until the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was, like, right outside the door. Like, I walked outside the door, and I was like, oh, there's a giant river that I did not even know about <laughs> last night. surprise river. Yeah, it was a surprise, but it was nice. Django's a cool city, uh, honestly. Did you get a chance to bathe in the river? No. I didn't bathe in the river, but the showers and bathrooms are in a separate unit. 
that you had to walk over to. And the shower within like a minute and a half would flood. So that was kind of like bathing in the river. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was cool. I've seen people bathe in the Cherry Creek. That's, you know, were they homeless? No. No, that they was the worst part. It was like like little kids with their grandma. Were they clothed? Uh, I think they were running a little wild. Uh, I think of kids had the loincloth, it looked like. Yeah. Interesting. No, yeah. I had an old girlfriend who, like, moved to Taos, and she would, like, jump into Rio Grande. Is that the river right there? I think so. She yeah. just, like, strip all of her clothes and, like, jump in it. And it was, like, it was very cathartic for her. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Durango's cool. I, uh, I, uh, in high school, and I kind of talked about this earlier at uh, the show, but at not the show, the open mic. Yeah. How ridiculous. But in high school, I had, <laughs> I had a girlfriend that moved to Durango, and, uh, she she moved there. I went and visited her like twice, and uh, and I in my life, it was a pretty big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then so I, I texted her. And I was like, "If you want to meet up, like it'd be super cool." Uh-huh. And uh, when we met up, and the first thing she asked me was, "Have you ever been to Durango?" <laughs> <laughs> And immediately in my head, I was like, oh, this didn't mean nearly as much to you as it did to me. So, <laughs> Did you guys end up kissing by any chance? No, not at all. Oh, it wasn't that type of relationship? or? Oh, no, it was back then. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was like 10. This was in high school. Oh, high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she also 30 now? 28. She's 28? Oh, yeah, that's great. Then. 29 something. But uh, she's like... I don't need to say her whole life, but she's engaged. <laughs> oh, she's engaged. Yeah, yeah. Good for her, man. Good for her. Yeah. But I think she's f- fucking with me. Because how could you forget, dude? <laughs> how could you forget? How could you forget? That's crazy. <laughs> don't act like it meant nothing. I came twice, dude. <laughs> <You> came twice. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Did had you- my heart broken. Damn. <laughs> Did you meet any other ladies while on the road? No. Were you looking for other ladies? Nope. I was looking for does because I didn't no, want to hit anybody. When we were leaving uh, the bar in Florence, you did say, I oh, fell in love twice I fell in tonight. love three times tonight. That's what I said, <laughs> three times. At Florence, dude? Oh, the Florence, those are my kind of women, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Limited options. Yeah, limited options <laughs> and ready to serve. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining women dressed up like as Amish and just It's like, bad that I say our last episode was literally called Men Are Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but um Nah. Florence is cool though. I I'll be it. there October eighth in case you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> More like a warning. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be back October eighteenth. Yeah. <laughs> so uh tonight on stage, yeah. you also did say I know. A lot of you are going to hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Where do you think I'm going to end up, Dylan? Am oh. I a heathen? You know, what an awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Dude, I'm a good person. All you have to do is believe in Jesus. So, oh, really? That's, that's yeah. Wait, are you an atheist, Evan? No, I'm more of a, uh, I'm interested in all of it. Yeah, I really don't um, have one that speaks to me. Mm. So I guess like, 
I'm just interested in people getting interested in things. That's yeah, awesome. Jesus, not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be the only one. <laughs> You're literally made in his image, Evan. Come on. <laughs> yeah, his image. I do agree. I've been to church a bunch. I found it fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. I feel awkward that I don't know all the songs, you know? Hmm. Yeah, and like uh, everybody's like, you know, they know each other and there's all like you can tell like they all hate this one person and all this shit yeah i don't really know anybody so I'm well, just they've been like, going there for 77 years so yeah. or like someone will whisper like damn he's doing this one or this story oh, like again song, yeah. or whatever oh i went to church for the first time like in 10 years recently actually so uh i was I have a Christian friend and she, I like take her to like a lot of comedy shows. So I'm like, it kind of seems fair. But she probably do something she wants. So I went to her church and I was so uncomfortable because like her whole family was there and she was like laughing with her family. And, and they were like, why did you bring this Chinese man here? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like they, they knew me from before, but like yeah. they were like talking to each other. And I'm like, I didn't come from a family where like we talked together and asked how you're doing. So I just felt, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. I didn't know how to like behave properly. I'm like, thank you, man. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, sir. So I do like that everybody dresses well. I think that's cool. It's that, like everybody yeah. dresses for the night in the, or the morning. The morning. Occasion. Sometimes it's there's churches that have Sunday night service. Oh, there's midnight mass. Wednesday. Dude. Wednesday. Yeah, but those are Catholics. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a whole nother party I've hung out with. I don't even consider Catholics Christian. <laughs> 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 They're not going to heaven. There's the <laughs> <laughs> there's two dudes that um, come to my coffee shop and they have like Bible study. Um, you can tell one of, because one of them comes in like a mechanic uniform, so like you can tell this is just his like one opportunity during the week to get it in and uh they came up to me recently and they're like hey look you're super nice we love coming here is there anything we can pray for you mm. and i was like a, a dentist really helped me out and i i really appreciate dentists and they definitely just were like i don't think you get how prayer works <laughs> like you know we, we can't just pray for all dentists but it's well, nice. I to, you. Yeah, I feel like most people probably give them like a weird look. Like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> have anything. And I was like, that's the only thing I had to offer. Did you say my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> you could have said pray for my teeth. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm my teeth are fine. So that's Says what you. I Well, dude, actually, so I went into like this I went into a pretty dark place. I thought I had oh, uh, no. I thought I had the big C and then I had cancer. Oh. I literally, I found this bump in my mouth Oh. and I like went to the dentist uh, or I, I scheduled three dentist appointments in one day. That's how insane I was. And then I ended up going to the dentist ER. Like uh, I paid like $200 for a person to see me immediately. And he was like, uh, I, let me feel it. And he's like, oh, that's fine. And I was like, really? You promise? And I was like crying in the chair. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like I had a weird, a bad, damn, bad Monday. And this was uh, on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> What's today? Saturday. Yeah. Damn, dude. And uh, so when I walked in, I was like, I have a bump, and I'm concerned about it. And he's like, well, Bumps aren't good. Yeah. And then he felt it, right? And he goes, Oh, that's bone. Bumps aren't good. It's bone. It yeah. He's bone? like, People grow this all the time. It's just extra bone that you have. Is a bump still in there, your mouth? Yeah. Can I feel it? 
If you want, what yeah. What are you talking about? I want to feel the bump. Inside his mouth? Yeah, that'd be interesting. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you feel it. Um, yeah, so like, and then he was like, have you ever felt the top of your mouth? And I was like, Ugh. yeah. And he's like, you have it all up there all day long, dude. You, just have <laughs> you didn't bones? think you had cancer then. <laughs> but yeah, I have extra bone for chomping, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, you see this up here? No. Um. Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess most people don't have it, but some people do. Interesting. Is, I'm crediting. You're one of the lucky ones. Yeah, maybe it's my extra tooth. You're like a never mind. <laughs> I'm a chosen. You one. got an extra tooth in your mouth. <laughs> my sidekick chomper. You do have really good gums. I want to say that they're very red, like beets. Do you <laughs> do you floss often? Yeah, I'm big on flossing, honestly. Oh. It's so good. It's the itch you can only scratch, like, in a certain way. When you put that fucking floss in there and you go back and forth. Really? Yeah, it you feels like it that so much? good. And honestly, I've had terrible teeth habits my whole life. So yeah, since, too. like, 25, I've been taking it real serious. Yeah. So, a year. Oh, okay. I'm like, I thought you were 24. <laughs> <laughs> I killed my first uh, bottle of toothpaste ever uh, this week. You killed your first bottle of toothpaste ever. Yeah. Like started a bottle. How of often do you brush your teeth? Now? Yeah. It's getting on twice a day now. Dude, okay. Hold on. <laughs> so what were, what were you doing before? I think uh, there were there were Just time periods by. of like nothing weeks. Of nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Wow. So I had a, I had bad. That's true love, dude. You know what though? Someone's you know what, calling though? me. So I did go to the dentist. Speaking of true love, now multiple times. Uh-huh. Um. Because I went psycho about my teeth. Yeah. Still, to this day, 26 years in, not one cavity. Oh, congratulations. I've man. never had a single cavity. Hit that clap. You're trying to brag, things. dude? Yeah. That's a brag. Dude, that's so hard to do. It is. I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> I have some I have some uh, root canals that have fallen out, I think. Mm. So that was the dental update. But it doesn't <laughs> hurt anymore. Oh, my gosh. It, it, it did hurt? I had a couple months for her at one oh, point. Oh, man, for months? Uh, off and on. But I did go to the dentist, and they were like, here, they gave me, like, the infection, the antibiotics. I took all those. And then I, kept, I, I used, like, this isn't even funny. But <laughs> <laughs> I figured I was good after that, you know? Yeah. Until next time. No, I also had a- <laughs> Now I just brush really good. I also had a tooth infection, like in the top of my mouth. Yeah, so I had to like pull out one of my teeth, and there was like a like a pus bubble in there, Ooh. and it started to grow, and like it started reaching the top of like where my nose is, like where my nostrils are, and it just felt like a what? thousand. Yeah, it felt it was growing like my whole face was swelling up. What? And like it felt like a thousand needles were just like poking my gums, oh. and like it was probably like ten o'clock when it started to swell up, so I couldn't go to the dentist. So I was just up the entire night. I probably had like one hour of sleep. And like right when seven o'clock hit, I went to the dentist. I was waiting outside and they like, yeah, we need a seven o'clock. Yeah. It wasn't two thirty. No, no. Seven a.m. So we we just had that. They just had to like drain the whole thing. And like the cool thing is like open up my gums. They open up my gums. They cut it open with like those small incision things. And it just all fell out. Oh my God. Yeah. It was. You're upsetting the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just all this like liquid just like filled my mouth. I'm like, shit. Puss, puss filled yeah, your mouth. Yeah, all that puss just like filled my mouth, and it doesn't. You can like taste it when it's in your mouth. It doesn't taste good. 
That's disgusting. Oh That's one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. No, but like they said that was very serious. So like you could go blind if it keeps growing. So like That's they, crazy, they, they dude. They have to cut the whole thing out. Do you have any lasting effects from that? No, no, no. I feel good. <laughs> Thank God, dude. It's just a one-time thing because they, they didn't see like there was something, some like pus bubble in there that got infected and just started growing, growing. They had no idea. I thought it was normal. I'm like, oh, the penicillin's working. It wasn't working. Whoa. Damn, your mouth filled with pus and you didn't blame the dentist. Uh-huh. Yeah. You blamed yourself. <laughs> well, there's like always been like this thing in the top of my gums, which like just kept, it was always there, like this bubble. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's just the thing. When I yeah. felt a bump, dude, yeah. I was like, I'm you getting this worried. Thing checked out yeah. now. No, that was the right instinct to take because yeah. you know, it could have been a pus bubble. And that's what the, the dentist even said to me. But dude, I swear, he, he like, heard what my issue was because i was crying in the lobby <laughs> i was like i was in a bad place um they like he came in and he like inspected everything he took some x-rays and then he like grabbed the assistant and i could tell he brought him it brought them in just to be like i'm about to tell this kid he doesn't have cancer <laughs> <laughs> you ever see what he it's wanted like? to fuck with you just to so he brought everyone in and he's like hey man you're, you're good. You're totally fine. You kind of wasted my time. Yeah, almost, dude. That's how it felt. He's like, if you want, we can like look at photos on my phone for a little bit, make you feel better. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so the doctor says I'm all good. Good. Yeah. Thank God. I'm so self-conscious of my teeth right now. Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm just like licking my choppers. I'm like, Same. <laughs> So any bumps? Yeah. Teeth are weird, man. And it's weird that, like, I mean, my grandpa who died at 92, he had every single one. Yeah. He didn't smoke a single cigarette his entire life. Wow. Yeah. He literally had every single tooth when he died. Wow. And that's my goal is to end up with every single one. Good. So. Yeah. That's a good goal. Did you have braces growing up? Nah. Really? No. Wait, smile again. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, no, my my teeth weren't terrible. Mm. I've always had the like cool canine ones. I've split a couple. Mm. Like I can feel the the cracks on them. Yeah, yeah, and that's weird. I keep trying to get Laura to touch them, but she refuses. <laughs> it's so funny that you were like, "Can I touch the bump?" Because yeah. I almost had to beg Laura to touch inside <laughs> my mouth, and we make out all the time. <laughs> Clearly, you're making out wrong, Evan. So. <laughs> Dylan, you never gave me an answer on heaven. Are you going to heaven? Hell, let me ask you this, Evan. Okay. You'll, you're going to answer it yourself. Okay. In this one question. Okay. That I'm going about about to ask you. <laughs> Do you have you accepted your Lord and Jesus Savior in your heart as your you, you as your it. Savior? <laughs> you forgot the Jesus part. Lord and Savior. I didn't say Jesus. Yeah, you didn't say Jesus. Have you accepted <laughs> Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Not yet, but maybe. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'm on the edge. You know? The edges don't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested but in the trailer. I, I just you. haven't seen the film yet. Wait, you're interested in the trailer? Yeah. But you haven't seen the film yet. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus seems cool. Mm. <laughs> and then you meet Christians. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's fair. So, so are you are you afraid of dying at all, Evan? Is that a fear you have? Yeah, I, I definitely don't want it to happen because I think I love life more than anything in the world. Mm. Like I, I do love living, but uh, 
and with death, I mean, it is crazy that like we all have to do it. Yeah. You know? And then like, once you get on that path, you're like, well, how, when, where? And then I try to, I try to avoid those. Yeah. That's like, the thing I think about the most when the weed starts to turn on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you want it. I feel like you will look forward to death because you know you're going to heaven. Um, it's definitely a conflict, ever- but um, I also have kids mm, and like a family. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes uh, I think about there was a person that um, I was like currently in this time dressed in like a tutu. Oh, like I had a definitely crazy hell. tie-dye <laughs> uh, cut off, and I was like all out. And she's like, you think about if, if this is how you die, or you die and get found in this outfit. If you died in a tutu? Yeah, yeah. and like this is how I was found. If and you die in a tutu, do you get reincarnated as like a... Fairy? A fairy. <laughs> you said it first. <laughs> um, and now when I wear clothes, I do think about like... Well, if I am found in this, at least they'll think I'm a fan of this band, at least. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yeah, you'll come back as a Tooth Fairy. With the your perfect teeth. Fairy. With your extra bony teeth. <laughs> you got bony teeth. <laughs> I'll take it, dude, as long as I have them. You know? I just don't... I, I wouldn't even mind a fake tooth if I needed one. I, I feel like they'd be... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind a silver one. I feel like they kind of look cool if it's in the right spot. Yeah, yeah, those are called fillings, so you can, yeah. you can get one. Yeah, I have a okay. couple of fillings in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, those are fillings, and uh, they're actually not good. <laughs> <laughs> what if I got like a grill, dude? That'll look cool on you. I can see a grill. That. Yeah, I'll get that. What's that guy's name? The actor from like Spring Breakers. Wasn't it Paul Wall? Oh, James it? Franco. Paul James Franco. Yeah, yeah, like uh, the big grill in there. Oh but yeah, Paul Wall is the originator. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's a Houston rapper. He's here from Houston, not Spring Breakers? Nope, he's from Houston, and he's a rapper. Oh, a rapper. Paul Wall, dude. You never heard of Paul Wall? I know Sean Paul, but not Paul Wall. (laughs) Sean Paul's not a rapper. (laughs) He's a rapper. No, he's not. Yeah, he got Shut like, the I, I got the right temperature to be turning. That's like, that's like, that's not rap. What is it? What about Sean Kingston? It's like contemporary, like, R&B, like. What is it? island music? Sure, gotta get chicken to turn. He does collaborations with rappers, okay. but he himself is not a rapper. I'm not a music expert, so I'll, I wouldn't consider him rap. I'll concede to. He doesn't pass the Dylan stamp of approval. No, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about Houston there for a second. Uh, other cities, Damon. How was Chicago? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I told you guys that. Uh, it was a really good time. I had a lot of fun. I did five mics there. Then I went in the mics. Uh, I met Sean Flannery for the first time. He has, like, a Comedy Central special, and he asked me to do, uh, do one of his shows at the Comedy Bar. So Nice. And that was, like, one of my first times doing comedy outside Colorado. So it was really cool to, like, realize, like, oh, yeah, I'm not – whatever I'm doing here in Denver, it, like, travels to other places. So that was, like, very reaffirming in what I want to do. Oh, yeah, dude. It's fun to make jokes la- work in another place. I walked a whole family at Four Corners <laughs> Comedy Festival. <laughs> <laughs> was it the abortion bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, actually. <laughs> that made sense. 
already knew what bit it was. Yeah. It's my favorite joke, though. <laughs> I feel like those dogs wanted to walk after your I'll bit walk, today I'll at walk the, the fuck out thug. of those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, I had a really good time in Chicago because I saw my best friend from college when I was there. Uh, I went swing dancing. I met a lady. So it was a, it was a really good time. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to move there, though. So Fuck. That's fucked up, dude. What's fucked up? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Is that is that what you want to do? Yeah. I mean, my lease is up October uh, 14th, so probably in the next, or November 14th, I'll be out of here. So. Damn, dude. You know, I, I really enjoyed the city. Now, I have I have done some research on Chicago. Well, yeah. What side of Chicago are you living in, dude? Yeah, dude. Are you going to be a Sox or a Cubs? I'm going to be a Cubs. You're going to oh. get shot, dude? No, Should dude. we take bets on how long before you get shot? No, like you get so- you get shot if you're a White Sox fan because that's where all the South side is. The North side is all the Cubs fans. So what side is the good side? The North side. So that's where you're going. North side? Yeah, yeah I'm on North side. That's wow. where like, all the mics were. North side, dude. North side mafia, dude. <laughs> no, Bunch the- of nut-sucking monkeys. <laughs> We've got clubs and Cubs. I shouldn't say that. There might be like one actual North side guy that listens. No, there's no people in Chicago who listen to this I'm talking about Denver. But. Oh, okay. No, My we've bad. got a yeah. deep, deep dish audience, dude. You do? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Chicago loves us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big silver bean. We did a whole episode doing oh, yeah. a historical thing. Did you see the big silver bean? I flicked it, yeah. Really? You flicked oh, the no, bean. <laughs> My man. I liked that. That was sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had a really... I think the thing I realized most when I was there is that... When you know when you're in public, at least I don't know how you can attest to this. When I'm here in Denver, like I get a lot of looks, and I just kind of gotta like you know just keep going forward. But when I was in Chicago, I just felt like a normal person. Interesting. That's where you blended in. Yeah, I blended in, and it felt good just like being amongst the crowd, and like you don't get like looks from people. Like I don't know, I can't really explain it. It's like a very, I guess when you're in a very white dominant area. People just like look at you. They don't say anything, but you can like feel their glares. Like they're trying to figure out what you are. Yeah, trying to figure out what I are and like if if I'm a threat or like just what is that? What is that thing? You know, just processing. Yeah, just like you You don't think they're just admiring your charm. I mean, I know when that's happening. Maybe they're intimidated (laughs) by you, like the open micers. Yeah. I mean, I feel like since starting comedy, I have a good idea of like w- how people's people's energy and everything because you kind of have to do that when you're reading a room sure so but when i'm out in like regular public when i was in chicago i'm like oh no one's just no one's looking at me they're just like focused on their own thing but i'd be here i was like actually downtown last night with uh, another comedian and i just like felt looks and i'm like i was so used to it being in denver but like it made me realize being in chicago i'm like i prefer chicago a lot more Really? Just for that reason. Yeah. Just for the from the looks. Alone. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, just feels good to not feel different. It is probably sense. a way more diverse city. Yeah, I mean, you look at some people, you're like, I don't know what you are, but I like now you're looking at people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> now you're, now the, you're the one staring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very attractive people. Well, the like, people in Chicago are pretty. Yeah, I mean, even like the white people there, they're not white people. They're like immigrants. <laughs> They're like from the Hungary. fuck does that mean, dude? <laughs> <laughs> even the whites have a nice shade of tan. No, 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 not even like the the color wise, but like you know, it's like they're they're immigrants. They're from like Hungary or like Germany or Poland, all like Eastern Europe. Yeah, and like they they have it's like a, immigrant a, families. Yeah. There is a huge Eastern European 
crowd in Chicago. Yeah, so like they get the idea of like that immigrant mentality, and like they get the struggle of it all because like their parents had to go through it. Sure. Yeah, being part of a community that's like together outside of a with a, a giant other party outside of you. Yeah, and like here in Denver, you just get. I think people take things a lot for lot more for granted if you're, you know, a white guy from Denver. I mean, I had to have like three interactions last night just like it's like oh you're what about a white guy from pueblo from pueblo i've never seen no i haven't met a white guy from pueblo oh you're from pueblo that's what i was he already said i'm the best when it comes to talking to minorities so fuck you dude (laughs) (laughs) that's true that is true dylan's always uh he's always be a black guy in my book so wow damn you that's landed the, in his little that's black. That's what the ladies book, say too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all two of them guys. <laughs> it's three. <laughs> all three. Congratulations, man! You, you won up. <laughs> so you're going to live there. When? Probably by mid-November. Yeah. So. Damn. Damn, dude. Uh-huh. Are you? You started excited? a whole new room just to fucking leave it. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, was interested because he plugged it at the beginning. I was going to yeah. try to eventually loop it around. Yeah, the, the Ubi Spasubi room at the Thin Man, Saturday, October 15, 2022. Phil Corridor Phil, is headlining. Phil Corridor is headlining. Ben, ben Duncan. Duncan is fulfilling the role of fat white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Duncan is a fucking crusher. I've he never is. seen that guy not crush. He's Hell so yeah. good. He is good. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, Sorry, the headphones went out for half a second. <laughs> And then Ali Cream? Uh Ali's gonna be headlining the November show. Fuck yeah. No, I, I wanted to build a show which I don't I don't I'm not thinking about when I made this show, I wanted people who are hungry, not so much people who are funny. Thinking about money. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that? He's not thinking, thinking about, money. about money. He's thinking yeah. about money. No, I'll, I'll I'll make my money back. It's a it's a really good around. <laughs> yeah. But like people who are hungry, because I think there are some people who wanna who really want to be headliners, but who haven't had that opportunity. So I think, I know it feels always wanted to be one. Ollie's always wanted to be one. Jeff Nelson's always wanted to be one. Lane Lonyon's always wanted to be one. So I was, I was just like thinking of those guys in mind. And if I could provide them like a really good room and like other up and comers, then like that feels like I've did my part. And you know, they're going to be dope. stoked about this, the spot. So they're going to take it seriously. Yeah. They're not phoning anything in. This yeah. is like their moment. Absolutely, because yeah. yeah. do, doing th- it's a thirty-minute headlining spot, and thirty minutes is hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Josh Donahue did it in Durango. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, may May I ask how it went? Oh, you don't have to tell me. No, he said it went well. Actually, yeah. No, he was kind of stoked, and he is very quick to beat the shit out of himself. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So no, for sure, it is crazy that like if you um get that opportunity, you take it seriously. Oh. And then you just make sure you have everything prepared. You don't rush through anything. And almost that comfortability makes you feel better about going into your stuff a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, even now, since, you know, I've been doing here for two years, like doing 15 minutes, like it's still a lot of, not a lot of work, but I have to prepare for it still. Because I got to make sure like what jokes are not going to work. I probably have like, at least. I get, I get so stressed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the preparation part. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, I, that's all I can focus on. Yeah. It's like, if I'm not prepared, then this is my fault. Yeah. If it doesn't go well, it's my, because I didn't do enough. 
And the worst thing you can do is like just forget a joke because you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't make my time. And I had a fucking joke. I had two jokes ready, but I didn't say it. One of my favorite moments on stage, Damon, is when I was uh, admittedly maybe too drunk and I had forgotten my punchline. And I did the setup and you from the back of the room gave me the punchline. <laughs> you were like, it's this. I was like... Yep, exactly what he said. And like that all worked. And like the fact that like it was I think it was one of the first times I had another comic remember my bit enough to where you literally completed it for me is it was like, you know, when uh, two people love each other enough to finish each other's sentences. (laughs) It was beautiful. Well, well, I like you as a friend. (laughs) (laughs) You did want to reach in my mouth, which I'm cool with. (laughs) I mean, as long as it's consensual, I think we're okay. Dude, it's all bone. I'm a witness. You won't get cancer. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) You might get cancer. He doesn't smoke marijuana. No, I'm not a smoker. He doesn't partake of the holy leaf. No, I I, I took marijuana one time. You took marijuana one time. One time in my life. You're a cop, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I took marijuana one time. (laughs) I did. I did it. I did it outside. How'd you take it? Via mouth. Via mouth? mouth. You swallowed it? No, I... I, the lungs. The lungs. Yeah. You smoked it. Yeah, I smoked okay. it. Okay. It took like a tote. Like one. what was the what was it? Joint blunt. I don't, I don't will you know. will you do marijuana with us before you go to Chicago? No, I will not. I'll do Fuck, it. dude. I'll do it outside the country. That's about it. Outside the country. Yeah. What? Does or that it's illegal. Mean? No, it's it's legal in Canada. You'll do it in Canada. Yeah, I did. We got to go to Canada to smoke weed. Mexico. Why? What is it about the border? <laughs> what happens? What do you think your anxiety <laughs> leaves you? Is that it? Listen, listen. All right, I'm listening. I'd ask I questions. Do hear listen. When I'm outside the country, I'm on vacation. So oh I get, my I, God. You're crazy, I got to meet vacation, Damon. Yes, uh, Vacation, yeah, I need. Where's vacation, Damon? Vacation, dude? Damon. I drink a lot. I like. Damn, I have a lot of fun. Basically, I go dancing. So. Go dancing. Damn. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that you only do go dancing else. here in Denver, though, right? Yeah, I'm a pretty good swing dancer. So, dude, I think that I want to. I want to go to one of those nights. No, dude, you should come. It's a lot of fun. With your lanky body, it'd be perfect. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Me and Laura practiced a few times. I could do one of those things where I swing her around on one side and then bring her up on the other side on my on my knee, you and can't. she like can like bend up her legs and. She like sits up on my knee, and then I can Aww. swing her back around on the other side. And shit, that's super cute. I'm like, oh. I can like pull her out through my legs and all that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I, I love dancing a lot, so it's one of the. It's what Until I did. It's like gay. <laughs> so gay. Dude. No, it's, it's what I did before I started. I could do that with my girl ex girlfriend, dude. But she doesn't remember, it, so <laughs> she forgot all about it. Fucking bitch! It was all, it was all a dream. She's like, did we even date? <laughs> She was my first, dude. It's fucked up. (laughs) She gives you a high five when she sees you. My old pal, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love him like a brother. Yeah. That's, that was typical for sure. (laughs) But now how Damon loved his brother. Yes. Not at all. (laughs) I love my brother. We, we've been through so much. He's, uh, he has a lot of problems. So I'm I'm very glad he's like, has a baby. He's like matured incredibly like in the past two years. Oh yeah. That's good. He's on the right track and shit. Yeah. I mean, this dude, he had like, I don't know if I should air his knowledge, but he had like, no, you don't have to. What's his name? Oh, you don't have to know. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's been like in trouble with like law enforcement and everything. So he's, he's, he's pulled it around and like my whole family in general, my mom's like been to like therapy and shit. So hell yeah, it's looking up for the Howard clan so far. (laughs) 
<laughs> do you guys own those hotels? Own hotels? Yeah, the Howard, Howard Johnson or whatever. Yeah, do you own Howard Johnson, dude? I don't even know who that is. It it bombed, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was the F is what matters, though, Aaron. Yeah. Did you just call me Evan? I think I did, yeah. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> dude I, was, I, I love that. I was talking to Evan Johnson last night. That's the only reason. And I always say his, I always say his last What do you mean that's so the only reason? So now you're calling him another Evan? Do I look Evan? like Evan Johnson, dude? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> what's I've, I've been like... I've what's been, the similarity? <laughs> all right, all right. In the past four days, in the past two days, I talked to four different Evans, so that's why... I'm Dylan. I know. I know you're Dylan. Uh, Evan, Evan, I'm Dylan. Evan is all my mind. So you, and you all come in different Evan shapes. is on my mind. That should be your first album special, dude, title. I would love that. Evan is on my mind. Evan is on my mind. On my mind. Let's watch some of these. Oh, no, wait, okay. wait, wait, yeah, wait. Sorry. We haven't heard wow, that was awful. first smoking story. <laughs> oh. Um, we never heard what happened the first time you smoked. So Was it bad? No, no. Well, okay. When I was a bridge engineer... I, uh, I went on vacation and I went to Montreal because I know I was French and I wanted to like. You're out of the country. Yeah, I was out of the country. You're safe. I was in. I was. In, I was <laughs> you were in, in vacation Co- mode. I was in Quebec, Canada. Vacation day. And I was in Montreal. You so. know, uh, they did the same thing in Canada that they did here. What's that? The white people. Oh, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like hockey I don't watch hockey, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I was in, I was staying in a hostel, and I met some Russians. So there was like three. They're huge people. They were like you met Russians in Canada. Yeah, there was yeah there's three nothing hostile. It's not good, about dude. A Russian. And like they only spoke Russian. But were they like, trying to sway the election? When was this? <laughs> this was probably, you might be right. It's 2017, actually. So no. You met I, the guys who ruined our country, dude. Oh, when did I graduate? I graduated in 2018. No, it's 2019. Were probably. they carrying nuclear codes? No, no, no. All they right. were they were they were big friendly. They worked in catering. They like they were, <laughs> <laughs> they typical Russians, dude. Yeah. How well, did you figure all this out when they only spoke Russian? He's a friendly guy. Oh no, I am a friendly guy. But there was uh, a, uh, there, uh, uh, one of the Russians who like was a carpenter, and then he was talking to the other two Russians, and they're like big people. But we were like showing each other like our shots, our vaccination shots. And you know, you have like your your uh, what's the shot? You have like the the shot when you're a kid, right? So ours is like really tiny, but the Russian one's like this big, because it's like a huge needle they use to like shoot themselves up with the damn get diseases or something. But anyways, we were outside and we were just they were just talking in Russian. And I was there, and they just like offered me. I'm like I'm on vacation, so I took it, and like it gave me. Wait, like, the Russians had the weed. Yeah, the Russians had the weed. Wow. Because one of them had like back problems or whatever, but he handed me uh, some of the weed, and like I took a hit of it. They said I took like a long tote, but I don't know yeah. how that works. Anyways, <laughs> I had like a, a massive erection and I did. I, Wait. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> is this why you don't smoke? Yeah, this is why I don't smoke. Because <laughs> I had that and I felt really sleepy. So I just like passed out for the next four hours. And that was my experience smoking weed. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Were um, you hardwood before you started? No, I wasn't. It, the weed did that to you? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so I got really scared about it. I'm like, I want to <laughs> be in control of my body. That's one of the most unique reactions to weed I've heard. Yeah, either I really liked it or I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it made you feel comfortable. I don't know. My mind was, I was just tired. I remember being tired. I remember sleeping those four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And the Russian guy, we were all in the same room. So like he shook me awake. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. He yeah. checked in on you? Yeah, he was a good carpenter. Damn. 
He was a good carpenter. Was, what yeah. was it? Jesus? No, not that. No, he was Russian. He was or wait, was Jesus Russian? No, he was. No, he was, not at all. He was, could have been. He was Arab, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he was not. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> he was Jewish. Oh, he was Jewish. He was technically Palestinian. Oh, he was. No, I um, since I did that church with that Christian girl. Um, Go I, tell them that. Tell them that at our church. Go to your church. Go to her church and be like, you know, Jesus was actually no. a Palestinian. Tell them that. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> See I if they'll have you back. No, she moved to Virginia, so I don't think I'm gonna go to that church anytime soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I was fine. Like, I, learned, <laughs> I was learning about like Abel and Cain, and like I was so I didn't know they were brothers, and I didn't know like one of them killed the other person. I know. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy. And like the moral, of the message was that, you know. Abel was able to like please God, but he wasn't able to like overcome humanity. You gotta, go. you gotta switch it. Cain was able to please God, but wasn't able to like overcome humanity. And that just shows like the consciousness of evil, how you can't just, it's not enough to like please one person, but also to overcome the evil that's existing. Your motives matter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One, so, one was doing it to gain something, the other was doing it to show appreciation intentions yeah. context guys yeah. those things don't matter Con- yeah. consent <laughs> that matters but abel, abel was a guy like he, he was satisfying god but like he still he couldn't defeat evil so like that was his whole problem with Kane. it all so like Cain couldn't defeat you sorry Cain couldn't de- no abel's the one who died yeah yeah Cain so no, killed him yeah but abel couldn't overcome the evil of his brother Okay. So he was like basically thinking those okay, in physical saying. form, they're fighting each other. But Abel, he couldn't overcome evil, even though he was able to please God. So he didn't really like fulfill he the was message. Able. Of, yes. He was unable, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot about Christian lore from, uh, which is that what it's called? Lore? No. <laughs> it's called the doctrine the, the background yeah. you know the theology yeah yes. yeah the the, the stories um from year one did you ever see that movie year one yeah it's got jack black and michael Cera. no i already hate it and they're in like the first year they're in year one okay guys it's okay if i use the shitter real quick yeah, yeah. thank you yeah i just need a I, I wanted to look, yeah so what was their history of Christianity? <laughs> well, they did have Cain and Abel. Okay. Um, Cain, wh- who's, which one was murderer? Cain? Yeah. Cain was played by David Cross. That was kind of cool. I bet he loved that. Yeah. 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 And then there was like uh, uh, some other parts. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't feel like being specific? I don't remember. Oh, okay. But it was a good one. All it's right. a good movie. It is pretty. Oh, they eat the forbidden fruit. Yeah. Um, and he gets super knowledgey. Super knowledgey. Yeah, he gets all the knowledge. And that's actually why he gets kicked out. And then the, the two of them explore. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a, it's a good movie. It's. You know what? That's actually a good transition to what I wanted to talk about next. What are we talking about next? Dylan. So this is. We just entered October. Okay. People love scary movies they love them it, it's like a thing to do every night in october yeah pretty sure me and laura are gonna go watch one okay did you watch any scary movies because i feel like a lot of them are about ghosts and demons and all those things like so <coughs> sorry 
<laughs> uh, I told this to That's someone like the, any good pastor would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me clear my throat of this marijuana smoke. Uh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, I told someone the other day, and their reaction—they're very surprised. I think it was Devesh actually. Uh, the first in the hor- cabin. On the drive. Okay. From the cabin to somewhere. Old oh, time. you didn't say in that. Tr- oh, okay. Old Timers Cafe. Yeah. It was like a 20-minute drive from the cabin to Durango. But it was cool. <laughs> that was cool. That was all fine. But uh, the first scary movie I probably like actually watched and went to see in theaters was Ooh. was The Ring 2. Okay. That's Maybe The spooky. Ring 3. It, wait, you just jumped in on the second or the third? I went with one of my friends. Did uh, you see the first? My before? friend's family. No. <laughs> uh, I my, did that with Insidious. I just yeah. saw the third. My grandma didn't know. Oh damn! <laughs> no, that happened a lot at one point because. Uh, so she uh, wouldn't let you watch bad. No. No. What what kind of movies were you? Did you ever? I like? watched a lot of Friends. <laughs> 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 um, what kind of movies? Like sitcoms that were. I watched families. Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? I could watch Lord of the Rings. Uh, Fantasy. Harry Potter. She was cool with Harry Potter. Okay. Which I find a lot of Christian people are surprised by that. Yeah. I could. I but well, it's witchcraft. It's witchcraft, but it's also a fantasy. But world. she read it too and made it an adult decision that it was okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is probably what you should do. But, <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, anything like that. Let's see. But have um, you seen like any of the classics? Like I remember somehow. The- I do remember somehow. I managed to rent Borat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and watch it in my room without Damn. getting interrupted. You got like a. a I don't. I don't know how. No, I rented it. No, I got it from the. Because she was my grandma, so she was old, you know. So I, I could sneak stuff when we were renting, <laughs> renting stuff at the block, blockbuster. And somehow I got bored. I remember one of my friends gave it to me or something. Getting a movie it. at the blockbuster was so exciting. Um, when you got like three of them, and you're like, "Oh, I'm set for the week." But I remember like Halo. I couldn't play Halo oh. because of the blood, mm. even though it was yellow and green. What? Yeah, she didn't like wrestling games. I had to turn the blood off. Oh, man. Yeah. But you loved wrestling. Oh, I was a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, yeah, I was fully invested in professional wrestling. Are you talking about growing up with Christian dogma? Well, even just the movies, because it is, yeah. it's spooky time. I guess, you, yeah, dogma, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like yeah. scary movies yeah. era. It's Halloween. It's October. Yeah. Do you have any certain uh, scary movies? That I you mean, do I don't, I don't really like uh, demonic stuff anyway. Which no, uh, I like demonic music, which is weird. Like I don't know, demo- maybe not demonic music, but like, so, but like I've always liked like heavier rock or like, like kind of like uh, like wicked shit, hip hop, like not like insane clown posse. But then there's shit apart from that, that's like <laughs> a little bit more serious. Yeah. Um, so, but I think it's because I was probably like angry. Well, I even like I grew up on Sabbath, and they're constantly yeah, like talking Black about Sabbath. like God and yeah. the devil and for so for and some reason music is kind of where I do kind of get into that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't like demon stuff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a personal experience with the with 
a demon? Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. He you divorced her. <laughs> uh, no, maybe. But uh, that was Evan Fitzgerald. <laughs> no, okay. So someone in my life, uh, I'm not going to say who, just in case someone, any of them, listen to my pod, this podcast. Were you 12 years old? I don't know how old I was. I was probably around the age of nine. But someone in my life one time uh, told my mom that they had a dream that the whole fucking bed that they were in caught on fire mm. and that there was demons dancing around the bed. And that person, like, terrorized our life for, like, a long time. What? Just with the story? No, or he just- turned into an insane person. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But he was seeing demons. Yeah, and they did some things that were pretty reprehensible and acted in some pretty insane ways. Wow. And I've seen people acting crazy and, uh, like, have people, like, I've seen, I don't want to say I've seen exorcism, but I've seen people who are, like, out of control, and like, something's wrong with them, and, like, someone praying, like, sitting down and, like, not necessarily praying, but maybe, like, reading the Bible to them. And their demeanor completely changing and them calming down. And that might be because they grew up in that. So it's familiar to them. Huh. But I mean, there's a reason, there's reasons why I still believe in a lot of the Christian dogma. Cause you've seen things. Cause I've seen things that would make me believe that. I haven't seen any of these, but I'm not like when they I say very that, very cool. Yeah. But when I say that, I don't mean like hating people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not what I mean. Like, yeah. No, when I was on the reservation, I was probably seven. You remember um, uh, June 6th, uh, 2006? Uh, 666? Yeah, 666. Did did anything weird happen to you on that day? I don't think so, but probably. I don't know. I remember I was on the reservation. I was probably, uh, I was born in 96. I was probably 10 years old. And when I was there, it was me, my two other cousins, my brother, and... It was like a cheese moon outside, you know, the bright oh, yellow yeah. moon. Where you feel like you can see the cheese. Yeah, you can you can see the cheese. Yeah. And they're like, it was nighttime, and they're like, they went outside. There was like a front door, and then there's me just looking outside the window. They went outside the front door, all three of them, and they just like, they're kind of fucking with me. They're like, oh my god, look, 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 and they like, they just like running back to the house. I knew they were fucking me because they're like laughing with me after that, but like later that night. When we were all sleeping together, we all slept in the same room on two different mattresses on the floor. And there was a, a window right above where we slept, and there was a curtain beside it. And outside of it was a street lamp. It was only a street lamp because we were like, the nearest house is probably two miles away. So there's a street lamp there, and we're all asleep except my cousin Andre. Andre's awake, and he gets up, and he's just looking at the street lamp. And like he sees it change from like that orange glow to like this really red, almost like a a road flare type color and the red just starts like moving around the move like it's moving the lights just like moving throughout the room almost like it's looking for something and it just finally stops at me and then it just goes black and it goes to orange again i don't like that dude it was super fucking weird the entire time yeah Yeah, so we i always remember i don't know why that story sticks with me i'll tell you what dude that was a spooky story thank you that was an october bit if there ever was one (laughs) No, it, it really freaked me out because he, like, he, he says it, like, he was so, he told us the next morning, like, he was fucking scared. 
Like he didn't. He was no joking. He wasn't like fucking around. Like he was my my cousins before. Like later earlier that the day the day before, but he was terrified about it. He's like, I don't know what the fuck that was. So I don't know why it landed on me either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Scary dude. Yeah, I've been in the woods, and it felt very spooky. Yeah, especially when you hear something move. You know, you hear like a branch fall or whatever. But you can't confirm that it was just a branch in the distance. So you're just like, dude. I so there's this part of Arvada, off of like, dude, I can't remember where it is. I remember when you talked about the dirt dirt hill, <laughs> when you in your neighborhood or whatever. Oh yeah, that they would like throw shit off at people. Yeah, <laughs> this is a little bit different. That's just economical. I mean, yeah, that's just fun. That's just fun, good guy shit. Dude. That's I mean, what else are you gonna do? But uh, there's this part of Arvada like. I don't know. It's uh, off of Wadsworth. But um, it gets, the vibe is fucking weird. Mm. And it always has been. And I, one of my buddies' house is like, you have to go through like this this one street. Or you can take a super long ass way and totally avoid it. Which a lot of times I would. <laughs> but this street was so creepy, dude. Like, Just one street so, that gave you the spooks? Well, so listen, right? So I remember growing up, there was this house at the very beginning of the street. And it was just like, is there somebody there? Is there not somebody there? Not really sure. There's never cars there, but there's nothing ever going on. But there's like dolls with their heads off. And like sometimes their head's still on, but like limbs off, uh, tied to the fence. <laughs> oh, man. The All the way down to the end of their yard. Just the warning sign. Just, yeah. It was spooky, dude. Yeah. And then... We had a lot of farmhouses because uh, definitely yeah. where I came from, it was a farmland and then a bunch of like suburban houses and complexes were yeah. built. Yeah. So like all those farms shut down, but the like one building would always be there. Yeah. So you could like walk out of the property and like stand in this old decrepit place. So usually at daytime, like it'd be weird, but whatever, it's daytime. Nighttime, sometimes, if especially if I was stoned, I would just walk the because you could walk. It was like the difference of like 20 minutes to get to the same place, and I would do it. But I remember one time in the middle of the day, me and my buddy were walking through there, and we were right by that house. And on the other side of the street is like kind of like farmish, but it's like stables. It's like horse yeah. stables. Dude, that old wood has a like a yeah. creepy feel to it. So all of a sudden, dude, we hear just like blood-curdling scream. And just like, like, yeah. And I'm I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it, dude. And I just want to read both fucking ran as fast <laughs> as we could the other way, dude. But there, there was nothing. There was nothing like you couldn't see anything, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember one Spooky, time years dude. later, maybe not years later, probably months later, we decided to fucking go to that house for whatever reason. <laughs> and I remember a couple of my buddies like climbed up to the top and like opened the windows and jumped in. And they said that there was like a staircase at the at the in the front area that just like went straight up into nowhere. <laughs> and then as we're like kind of like getting out, like deciding what we're gonna do, right? For the first time ever, and we've you know we pass this house three times a day because our friend lives over there. A fucking black SUV fucking rolls up with its lights up, brights on. And we all just fucking ran, jump a fence, fucking scatter, dude. Booked oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Was it like a bando, like a crack house? I have no idea. Oh, there was nothing in there. 
Oh god, dude, that's one of those crazy things about going in uh, abandoned buildings. Yeah, I mean, I found because I do love the pit. It feels in like yeah. it puts a feeling in your stomach when you're in this place. Some yeah. guy did end up buying it, and he was really creepy. I can't remember the conversation, <laughs> but like, well, you got to be creepy to buy the creepy house. Yeah, you got to be like, a weirdo. So it was like a big plot of land, and he like ripped all of it up. He had a fucking tra- tractor, and every day, dude, he'd just be ripping all the fucking land up. For years, dude. Now it's like something completely different. I drove by it the other day, and now I think they built. I think they built more apartment complexes. Damn, but it was it was creepy, dude. It's good to get rid of creepy things. I forgot about the dolls until I started telling the story, but now I remember like, <laughs> like just like they'd be like zip tied to the fence. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, that's spooky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like that. Those weird feelings that you get when you're, especially on property, you're not supposed to be on even. And when you're like just creeping around in the dark, I love that feeling. Yeah, I, I've I've used to go to a lot of abandoned places just yeah. to feel like, oh shit, sneaking around. So, are you like someone who like feels like I feel energy immensely? I think my I've been called like an empath sometimes, but like I really feel someone's good energy and bad energy, and I feel that energy is very clear to me. Is that something you like pick up on at all? I think that I get way more in tune with that on mushrooms and LSD. I'm not going to lie. I think that like I can feel people's intentions mm. and auras and all those things. And then when I'm not on any of those, it's it's harder to for me to tap into that. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that like, <clears throat> like uh, feeling people's energies is something that I do a lot more when I'm on a lot of drugs. Because mm. like... If I'm looking through like my dating history, then like I, I think I'm attracted most to people who are like kind of messed up. Like I've had several girlfriends who've like have been in like abusive relationships or like abused when they were little, and I think that's just something that naturally we gravitate to each other because I can like feel that very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you feel at all, Dylan? Or are you like a healthy human being? I would love to be with a healthy human being. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. But I haven't yet. Yeah, because you dated like three people before your wife? No, I've dated more people than that. I've dated more people than that. Okay. But, uh, Flex. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had like um, two girlfriends before Laura. Oh. I didn't go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you really love, you really like Laura. So. We also started a long time ago. You could yeah. probably say love, dude. Oh, do you love her? Every day. Aww. More and more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. So, uh, do either of you have uh, spooky movies that you're no. into? Any horror no. movies that you do like watch every Halloween? I don't. I don't like spooky movies. No. I think Halloween, the original, the very first one, is just Classic. a really. Yes. I think it's just a really think, good movie. I think it I'll is, watch Halloween Town this year with my yeah. kids. Halloween Town. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's what as about spooky as I Nightmare get. on Elm Street, or no, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into it, dude. No. My ex-wife is calling. Should I answer it? <laughs> Should we put her on the line? I'm not talking, but you go for it. No. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night, dude. I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not watching a scary movie. I will watch scary movie. Okay. Yeah, those yeah. are fun. That was another movie that somehow I got. I sneaked and watched. Early? Yeah. Hell yeah. The, the third one, though. I saw... You ever see Freddy versus Jason? No. You haven't seen that one? It's where Freddy Krueger versus... I don't know Jason's last Jason name. Jason Voorhees. Jason, is that really his last name? Yeah. 
We versus Jason. Anyway, I had like a nightmare that they after I seen that movie and like Freddy Krueger came up in my nightmare. A nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, so I'm like, it was super weird to me because I'm like, oh, that guy's. That's how he gets in. Yeah, through so, the nightmares. And I remember when I was seeing him in my dream, I like ran back into my room inside my dream, and I just like tucked under the covers, and like I woke up. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So I, that movie is giving me nightmares. I don't. I don't really watch it now. I don't like stuff like that. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like horror movies or like that new movie. Suspiria. I love them, dude. I love th- thrillers. I love like gore. Like I'm all into that shit. I like House Especially- of the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon. Are you watching the new fellowship bullshit? No. Power rings. No, I'm fully invested in House of the Dragon right now. Yeah. I'm reading all the side books. Yeah. <laughs> You're going deep in dragons. I'm going deep into West Arasi history. <laughs> I know all about the Targaryens, dude. I could I can't watch House of the Dragon. I've been let down so hard by Game of Thrones. House the, so I read I'll say this. I'm gonna be nerdy. I'm sure this is one of those, you know, people that people don't like, but whatever. I read the books. I like them. I like the books. The books, I think, are the greatest, one of the greatest series ever, even mm-hmm. though it's not completed. Yeah. Uh, the first couple seasons are really good. House of the Dragons is very good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's it's a lot of maps. I don't know what that means. I haven't seen a lot of maps. I it's have a seen lot a of, lot. Uh, I have seen a lot of dragons. Minor cool. attracted... Okay, uh, calm down, dude. <laughs> that was the one family. <laughs> he a, said he wouldn't have, she wouldn't have to bed him until she was of age. He made that very clear. <laughs> okay, and you know now one of them's gonna that's marry what her they uncle did back pretty in soon. Westeros, you yeah, know? dude, that's what. It was he, a different time. You 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 want to ride a dragon, dude? You got to keep the bloodline pure. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, dude. I don't make the rules in fucking ancient valeria dude but that's how it works all right you want to fucking rule on the iron throne dude you better keep that shit pure anyway it's a great show yeah (laughs) and i'm stoked for the next episode i'm gonna watch it is it saturday i I wish it was sunday dude because i would go home and watch it immediately i've been watching atlanta on fx then i i just finished better call saul which i i very much enjoyed okay yeah. um i like bob 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 odenkirk oh yeah. oh he's a really good actor and that yeah. final i don't have you guys seen it at all um i haven't watched any of it not really but i am a fan of him as a comedian like as a sketch comedian as uh, the different like shows he's produced. My favorite sketch show of all time. He like did the entire production for it. Oh. So like he had like a huge hand in getting this like small sketch group, one of their like IFC shows. So and even what he did with um what was it? It was a uh, Mister Show with David know. Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and David Cross used to have a sketch show that they used to do live. Um, yeah, no, fucking Bob is. Sick. The fact that he's now like an action guy, like he did the action movie a few. Yeah, Mr. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, and he is like fucking great at acting, but he started in such like a comedic sketch, silly fucking avenue. Well, I feel like if you could do comedy, you can do like anything else really, because you still got to show terror. I don't know anything about acting, but I imagine if you can make some, making someone laugh is a lot harder than making them cry, I think. Yeah, mm. it can't, I I can see that. 
Yeah. I mean, making people cry is probably pretty easy for you because you scare everyone. I don't scare it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I feel it. It feels good to like have uh, people recognize your work and everything, but I don't, I'm still new at this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been, I'm been humbled so many times. Like I don't, I think when we first started talking on this podcast, you see like I talk shit about open micers. But no, I've, I've been humbled like enough times to say like I'm no, I have more in common with you than I do with like I don't know Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock or Dane Cook. So this guy's moving to Chicago and he's putting his name. It's like I Dave Chappelle. I mean, come on, I'm still one of you guys. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> no, it's not. Man, I I I, I want to grow yeah. as much as possible, and that'll help you honestly. Yeah, because everyone. When I noticed about I went to five mics there. And what I noticed is that's the difference between their mics and Denver mics. There's three minutes, by the way, not five minutes like usually in Denver. But that sucks. Everyone there can talk. Yeah. Like I know when you see a open micer in Denver for the first time, you're like really nervous. It's like I don't know what to say. There's like long gaps in like what they're saying, but when you go to there, everyone just they can just talk for three minutes no matter what, and like something funny is gonna come up. So I'm like, oh, that's that's really different style and. Everything's really quick. It's really punchy. So that's something. And it's a whole different audience. Like it's a city vibe, a bigger city vibe than Denver. And it's not just like, oh, you know. You write so much material about bears. Bears? Yeah, Chicago bears. There's a lot of bears and Packers. You're you're going to go from the uh, boulder uh, bison material. (laughs) You're going to go straight into bear material. It's going to be awesome. Everyone hates that joke I do. <laughs> I tell it to people like in person, like on the street. They love it if I tell it individually, but in a crowd, not so much. So I should probably stop telling that joke in front of crowds. I like it. I It's really one of my favorite jokes. I It's, hey, it's local. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think that like doing all, seeing a different space, even you're just going to get new experiences you're gonna meet new people you're gonna have all a whole new chapter of life so it'll be fun yeah i think when you're placed in a new environment some like other part of you has to come out in order to you know adapt to this environment yeah and that's you know i'm just trying to be as good as possible and that's the thing i've been working towards since i started doing this mm-hmm. there's more production companies there so hopefully i could maybe find a writing job that'd be pretty cool Sure. Yeah. 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 No, and that kind of stuff exists a lot more yeah. out there when there is a lot more shows and a lot more production. Um, it is kind of a bummer that Good Guy Summer is ending with a lot of dudes leaving. A lot of good dudes leaving. Yeah. Jeremy Cash left. Jacob Jonas left. Robbie Kumeso left. Uh, John Henry. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's one of the Good Guy Summer guys, but. <laughs> But for real, yeah, we have the whole scene is going to shift in the next two or three months. I bet you during the winter we get a whole new crowd. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you that gets another wave, and then well, well next, we're gonna you know what we're gonna get is New now, Year's. We're gonna, we're gonna get the fantasy football guys. Yeah. Then we're gonna get the uh, New Year's resolution people. Yeah. Then we're gonna get you know some jack off that moved here from fucking Nebraska. Baghdad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I do have, um, I do have some videos. Yeah, let's watch. We haven't watched videos in a long time, dude. I know. I've, I've got two videos for us. Okay. 
Okay. These look like some good boys. <laughs> All right, what are we watching here? Knife Tonight, Say Cheese. Is this a music video? <laughs> oh, Nine Tonight. Again. Oh, wait on. I'll just ask this guy. Um, excuse me, would you mind taking a photo of us? Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Okay, everybody say cheese. Oh, um, actually, I'm a vegan. Could you please have us say something else? <laughs> okay, everybody say tofu. Tofu is actually not as good for you as vegans think. Any crossfitter will tell you that. It's bad for your testosterone levels. Okay, I'm sorry. How about we all just smile? Oh, if one more asshole asks me to smile. Not really an asshole. Taking a photo for you, so. What's there to smile about anyway? Okay, would you like me to just count backwards from three? Oh, would you like dyslexic people to just not exist? My cousin has dyslexia, so offended. Adopted. Don't even know who my cousins are, so more offended. How about this? We all put a word we're comfortable with in our heads and I'll get the shot. No, it doesn't sound very inclusive, though, does it? I suppose you'd like us all to stand a few metres apart, would you, Stalin? Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't see what religion has to do with this. Well, I'm an atheist, so majorly triggered. Is that a comment on the gun debate? <laughs> Still trying to control people. But it's not just the Dip people. Uh, has anyone thought about a, the animals? Uh... Look, this is what we're going to do. Everybody throw up a peace sign and I'll take a photo. Wow. Cultural appropriation is alive and well. Why don't you just ask us to say Kung Fu? Guess what? New plan. Group selfie. Ready, set, go. Boom. <laughs> and looks awesome. You're going to love it. What? Nice to meet you. Oh. You took it with the front camera, you stupid cyclist dick. Wow. Is that a Ben Shapiro production? <laughs> so why are we watching videos? <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. I thought it was funny. It was funny in a weird way. It was a nice sketch, yeah. 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 <laughs> do you have something horrible happening to someone or something? I do actually. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Do you think the audience will be bothered that we're watching something? I know what we see? should watch. I'll find the video and I'll send it to you. So, uh, man, this is crazy. They What's put happening to me right now. <laughs> this uh, they put a lady in the squad car and they parked it on the railroad. Oh, they parked <gasps> the squad car. And the uh, train came on. He along. doesn't even try. He's like, fuck that bitch, dude. He could have got <laughs> in there, dude. That's crazy. Holy shit. Oh, the woman's in the squad car. Move your car. He's like, move your car. <laughs> Why didn't he move it? He could have moved it. What a fucking dick. Oh my god. Oh, the car's on fire. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, are they still in the car? Yeah, they were in the vehicle. Oh no, never mind. I take that back. <laughs> no, I, thought, I thought the car was empty. Yeah, no. Isn't that a crazy one? That was Denver police. That was Denver police? Yeah. Are that you was serious? local. That was that was right here in our hometown, baby. Oh, that poor Arvada woman. <laughs> <laughs> they they deserve it. <laughs> All right, I'm about to send you a video. Okay, hell yeah. Who's been doing the artwork for you guys is uh uh recreational outrage promotion. Mr. Dylan. Like Cantor. when the like when I put the pictures of people behind it. I mean Or that. That, that was Spaghetti Jake. Shout out Spaghetti Jake. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I like how you raise your eyebrow and your left eyebrow in your photo, Dylan. I'm pretty sure I have a 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a headshot of me like that. Oh, there is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carlos Duke. All right, I sent it to you on Instagram. This was mildly hilarious, I thought. Do you like solar panels? Uh, yeah, my roommate installs them. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. Does he sell them to people? Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I know, I know this them. one. <laughs> Does he does he try and sell them to his neighbors? Maybe no, no, no. His name's Matt. He just installs them for his company. He his name's his, Matt. Yeah, his name's Matt. Check this guy out. This is a this is this week. This is an unfortunate guy. This is an oopsie. Salesman has a slip of the tongue. Did yeah. he really just say that? Yeah, yeah, he had a he had a whoopsie. Right. <laughs> Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Hey, sorry to bother you. I'm Fernando. I work at Peak Energy. We're a few doors down. We're in 1845. Okay. So we do solar around here. We're just coming around talking to neighbors. Uh, sorry, dude. Neighbors. I apologize, man. All right, pause it. All right. <laughs> so it, it does suck that he does that right after saying the address of where he works, where they are, where right where you can find Where him. he lives. Yeah. Uh, but you know that he was like... He calls him at his house. Like, that's crazy, dude. Wait, did the person he shake hands with, is was he a black man? Oh, yeah. Okay, go back. Big energy. We're a few doors down. We're in 1845. Okay. So we do solar around here. Looks like this one. They cropped him. Sorry, dude. Neighbors. I apologize, man. (laughs) This face. No, man, that wasn't even. He can't believe what he did. He's like, oh, I fucked he up. He just walks away. I promised Susan I wouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, too bad for that guy. Yeah. I mean, good thing he didn't get his ass beat. That probably, that was probably the best case scenario. He just I know, the ass. other guy's like, um, yeah, no, thank nah, you. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going around talking to Neighbors, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I know he done goofed. I that was a goof up. I know what a what a slip of the tongue. What a bad guy. As the caption of the YouTube. <laughs> Go to his address, eighteen forty two. Oh, I have a question for Dylan Cantor. Okay. How does it feel being thirty years old? It's the first time I've ever actually felt older on my birthday. Because you know how like it usually just feels like another day. Yeah. When I woke up and I was driving around, I was like, I'm 30. I was like, <laughs> I'm older. <laughs> I'm an adult now for real. Oh, boy. I have no excuses now. Yeah. So it's definitely the first time I felt like that. Has anything changed bodily wise? No. Are right, you still feel good like a 29-year-old? As I cough. Um, yeah, I, should, I could probably improve on some things. Like what? I could lose probably about 75 pounds. How much do you weigh now? I don't know. Probably like have them. Probably like fifty. There's a forty. Sc- there's a scale in there. If we get to take it. No, nah, I don't need to do that. <laughs> I bet you I'm around two sixty something. We do like a challenge though, yeah. as a podcast. Dude, let's make it official. Oh no! You gain, you lose weight. Evan gains weight. We see who can do more. Yeah. <sighs> All right. We weigh each other and then start at one. And, uh, like I have to gain as many pounds as you. Lose. I guess. I guess it fucking motivates me. <laughs> dude, I, I have to eat, man. Yeah, I have to not eat, dude. <laughs> All right, so you, how you were saying that Friends was your show? Yeah. And age, uh, how does it make you feel thinking that Ross was 26? Oh. <laughs> uh, really bad. 
David Schwimmer look like such an adult? It is weird. I, I don't feel like we look like adults. <laughs> I know, right? I completely agree. Yeah. Well, it's like, kind of weird. It's like we don't hang around high schoolers. Like, true. They, look, they look really fresh-faced and everything. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at a high schooler in the face in a while. Dude, high schoolers look like they could just be babysat. Like, they look so young. I know, exactly. I mean, we have, like, facial hair and everything. Kind of wrinkles are starting to come in. So, it's like... <laughs> It's like yeah, we that's a that's a human being. That's what I see as a human being. So this looks familiar Dude, now. This is how I still see myself. Hold on, banter <laughs> amongst each other. <laughs> yes. So Evan, the skate show that I was talking about. Do you remember at uh, Scruffy's? So when has the last time you've been laid? <laughs> <laughs> about about seven hours ago. Seven. Oh, congratulations! That's yeah. Good. Thanks, dude. Uh, I'd say right. about. Two, uh, <laughs> An hour and a half in the future. An hour and a half in the future? Yeah. Oh, that's way too late for me. That's <laughs> my bedtime, man. You going home, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, a 420 code. We haven't done that one in a while. What's 420 code? So the 420 code is a, a handbook for stoners that's been passed down to try to like... Look at that fro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's hey, look, been... Hey, hey, show me that phone. Dylan's <laughs> been on a fro... Nostalgia, yeah, dude. I want my fro back, dude. I'm about to get some hymns. It got women to remember him back in Durango. That girl on your left is that was that your girlfriend or is it the girl on the right? I would need to see the picture again. It's white the one, one close, uh, the girl on the left. Oh, the white one, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> there, one's white, one's not white, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't one looks don't like know. she's from Chicago. <laughs> I feel like we wouldn't hang out if I saw you and I was that same age. Oh, we would have hung out, dude. Nah, you, I don't know. Slipknot. Slipknot, dude. Full head of hair. I couldn't trust that that Jew fro yet going on, so. I was the most trustworthy. Really? For sure. Mm. Parents would, kids would call their parents or their parents would call them and they'd be like, all pissed. Where are you? And they'd be like, we're at Dylan's house. (laughs) They'd be like, all right, come home soon. Wait, did did you have the same voice you have now? Uh, is it like is it really deep? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you have a very deep voice. I think that's kind of what like yeah. you know draw, lures me towards you. You have a very okay. deep, resounding I, voice. I actually just had a conversation with Movita about that. Dylan's voice? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? Movita's talking about my voice, dude. Yeah, I'm no, no, I no, love, no. I love Mo. Just voice in general. How yeah. like uh, a high pitched voice is more difficult to pay attention to. Mm. So people will literally would rather hear a low voice not say anything interesting rather than a high-pitched voice. Thank God. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking about Quinn Johnson right now because he just did your show. And Quinn, like, murdered for, like, the it was, like, the hottest three minutes of the entire show for the first three minutes. Then I already told him, he's okay with me saying this. Like, the set, next seven minutes, not so much. And, like, he has a way of talking which he can just, like, just go higher and higher whenever you you seen it okay yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) then like he can do that through us like i'll just like be starting like you know regular talking and be like and 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 then i was going to like a last i mean that's my version of it but yeah that's quinn so i'm like that's really funny to me i I like people who have like that range of vocal like beaver beaver's not soothing to listen to (laughs) sorry sorry beaver but you I love you, but write better jokes. Anyways, the next person. <laughs> he gets a lot on this podcast. We should probably have him on. <laughs> I love the beaver on, dude. 
We'll bring him on, dude. Yeah. Well, they need to hear his voice to really get what we're talking about. To get about. what you're talking about. Yeah. I get what you're saying, dude. Yeah, Beaver is very, has a very deep, very monotone voice, and he can't, he doesn't inflect at all, which makes the audience just look at him. I mean, I look at him and I wonder, who is this guy? And like, why does he, why does he not sound human, you know? Okay, so right. I actually, Damon, I have a question. Yes. So we were recently at a mic. And I listened to you give somebody some uh, the advice I felt was very honest, where you said, you know, we don't have to name drop, but you were like, look, you talk about all these crazy, disgusting things. Why don't you talk about the fact that you have a girlfriend? Oh, yeah. I Make know. yourself a little relatable and, you know, maybe be a human on stage <laughs> instead of just talking about these really horrid, <laughs> terrible angles that you're you're obsessed with taking. Yeah. And... I thought that was genuine. Like, I really didn't think that was good advice because sometimes people don't want to hear the most horrible things. Some people just do love to hear something sweet. Yeah. And like, I was curious if you have any advice, maybe this Dylan doesn't want this, but any of Damon's famous critiques for me and Dylan. Oh, I'm always accepting. Mm. And <laughs> last I saw Dylan was at his comedy work set and he just over, he just rushed it. Yeah. That was mainly it. He was just, well, you do pot before the show, which I don't know if that's a crutch or not. But if you can do like a, a sober set and like still crush, I think that's like a, a good, a really good thing for you to do. Okay. Just so you don't have to like be relying on pot. And like if you don't have pot with you one day, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do or like run away. Yeah. yeah. But I just felt you rushed it. I mean, I think you're doing a great job. Um, you're actually who I learned how to write tags from because when I was in my first year, first year i was seeing you write your stuff and you'll just be adding more and more onto it yeah i think when you had a joke about you doing the lizard people i'm like that's fucking good that's so fucking good yeah me and like times we alex molecule. jones yeah we and times we were at molecule we were just watching dylan go up and dylan was just like crushing because he just had all these tags on tags he's just like build adding more and more to the joke and i just that's i'm like oh i should probably be doing something more like that i'll tell you what not a fan of Durango. <laughs> I had I had a comic, and then you can keep going, but I had a comic uh, try and give me some advice. He told me to apologize to the people that I walked. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm kind of happy. No, I probably won't do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if they don't like you, you know, you taught me this. Like, I was, I think I was just feeling insecure one day. And you're like, dude, don't. Some people are going to like you. Some people are not. And that's just like something I always remember because yeah. I have a very, I don't know what my personality is like. I, I, I like to think I'm very gregarious and friendly with people. Not so much in comedy, but outside of that. And like. I don't think that's true. That's I think not. you're friendly in comedy, dude. Okay. Well, I yeah. don't I don't always know how I come across, but. No, you told me that uh, some people are just going to, you know, be down with your energy or they're not going to be down with it. And like, I really, I think about that constantly. Mm. So, but. In terms of like your comedy, no, I think you're doing a fantastic job. Once you uh, get over to nervous ticks, like you, dude, you. I know wrapping yeah. up the cord. I've uh, done that stopped, a long time. I know once he stopped doing that. Well, he was saying the nervous ticks. How you yeah. did drop a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other, the 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 wrapping of the cord was wild. Uh -huh. It was actually. It was, it was dude. Pretty you wild. would collect. More cord than I knew cord. existed. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, there's more for him to go." Listeners, when <laughs> listeners, when Dylan Cantor first started, he would take the cord and he would wrap it around his fist at least 
18, 19 times. I really he, would. And then he would act like it's a normal thing and keep talking to his mic. Meanwhile, there's like cord like dripping down his forearm like a slinky and it's just bobbing up and down every time you move. Like, yeah. What are you doing, Dylan? And you're looking at the crowd like you're not crazy. I don't know why I did it, dude. Oh, it felt right. <laughs> I know it felt right. <laughs> but we were just looking up. What is he doing with the cord? That's funny. No one ever said anything to me until I went to Comedy Works. Uh-huh. And t- someone was like, you should not do that anymore. <laughs> and I was like, or I think it was, it's probably Austin Langley. Oh, Langley. Yeah. He told me, he's like, don't, when you go to comedy works, don't wrap the quarter around. <laughs> I was like, all right. Now I know. Yeah. No, Langley have I, and I have had a lot of good conversations. I feel like, um, when we talk, like we know we're being very honest with each other and right. we're, I feel like we're sensitive about different things. Like I try not to creep on the things he's sensitive about. But he's a uh, he's been very helpful in like me figuring out what I'm trying to do on stage. And yeah, he's, he's always he's always very encouraging. He's always very supportive, and I do love him for that. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. All right, want to help me critique Evan Evan Fitzgerald over here? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to help you at all. I'm going to listen. I'm going to observe. <laughs> Let's see. The last set I saw you do was at Lions there, probably two weeks back. Is that about right? I would say this before you get into it, because you'll go way more than I will. I think that you're way better. You in the since I've s- stopped going to mics all the time, so maybe that's why I've noticed it. I think you've gotten way better at reading the audience, I like being able to play with the audience. I feel that way yeah. for sure. Hell yeah, yeah. I'd rather just be able to live off of something that's already happening yeah. than have to move on to the next joke. Hell yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that. No, I last saw you at a Scruffy Murphy's, but that's it. Was all comics. I'm not gonna go by that. Um, you're very non sequitur. So like your jokes don't really have like a flow to it, which is good and bad. So you can pick up wherever like the last joke left off. Well, I would agree though. Yeah. Um, some of your jokes are just, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. I have the fucking Buffalo joke. Uh, they can come off a little corny, but that's not an entirely bad thing. Cause you can make some things. I think there's a real fine line between corniness and cleverness. And sometimes you can go over across that line every now and then, and I'm guilty of that too. But for the most part, uh, I see you just need more jokes since you are like more of a one-liner comic. It's difficult to fill up 10 minutes or 15 minutes with that much, with that type of style. For sure. Yeah. I didn't even realize I was one-liner. Yeah. Like other people told me that. And I was like, I don't know. This is just kind of how my brain works. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather stick to that and figure out how to, connect them yes you know what i mean pick a subject and just get five minutes on that shit mm-hmm. and like right now the way you do talk it's very it's very clean it's very flowy you are a bit uh staccato when you are on stage like, what do you mean like uh when you like when you do talk you kind of enter this rhythm when you are delivering your jokes okay yeah for sure once i've told something more than five times i'm yeah. kind of not as excited yeah and I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> for know, sure yeah i don't know if it's boredom or like hesitation or maybe fear a bit but there is you do slip into that rhythm i'm like that's not how evan actually talks so I, it just make me wonder i think the closer you get to yourself off stage that's how good as you are going to be on stage. Except Devesh Patel. You guys will get Devesh <laughs> Patel on here on stage. He has a whole different philosophy, but I still appreciate it. Hell yeah. No, I do agree. When I'm on stage having fun mm-hmm. and I'm being myself, oh, that's definitely the best. Yeah. yeah. And the audience appreciates it. Yeah. Oh. Dude, Evan Joe even said it best. When Evan Joe said, I don't like to call them jokes 
because it makes it feel like I'm tricking them. Uh-huh. I want them to just be laughing and yes. along with what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So like, uh, yeah, no, like even being like, oh, that joke didn't work or on to the next joke or whatever. It just it breaks that barrier from this is no longer a performance. This is me trying to trick you into laughing. Uh-huh. No, I, Evan Joe's extremely talented. Um, like he's one of the most confident people I've ever met. I know when you called me him earlier, I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Not for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Now I was to go back to the comic you're saying I gave the advice to. He doesn't have an Instagram, Facebook. I won't say his name, though. But um, no, I've been talking to him recently just because I I. Just to go back to the Ubi Subi room at the Lin Man, October 15th, Saturday, 9.30 p.m. <laughs> um, I really like people who, like, work hard, and I see him at every mic. He goes to probably s- at least eight a week. And for to see someone, I mean, this is a community at the end of the day, right, Dylan? Yeah. So, like, we all know each other, and I always know as people who are just, like, putting in the time and effort. Mm-hmm. So that really stuck with me. So I always, like, try to talk to him and say, this is – you're you're getting funnier and funnier, but for a regular audience, they're not like comics. Like there's kind of a when you're in the open <laughs> mic. Sorry, I just burped. When you're in open mic, comics humor is different from like regular people's humor. Yeah. So like they we have a higher tolerance for like fucked up shit. Right. We actually prefer fucked up shit. Right. Which is how it's kind of like the 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 mishap of like uh, doing open mics. You have to realize that there's some edgier stuff the comics will love, but not the audience will love, which makes you a comics comic. And when you're there, you don't want to stay there because audiences are not going to relate to you. Right. And I gave him, a, I actually gave him a best spot. Dylan Cantor, let me guess host his uh, show at the coffee joint on Friday night. And I gave him a guest spot there. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> I, gave him, I, gave him, I gave him five minutes there. No, that's fine. I was going to tell you you could, but I was just trying to figure out who it was, but now I know. All right. Yeah, cool. yeah. That was the guy. So I tried to find him on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, so no, he, he doesn't, doesn't have one. Yeah, he doesn't have one. All right. So I gave him that, and like he started off with his, you know, you're aware of the jokes, right, Evan? He starts off with those more edgier jokes, the the wins that was like um, isolate an audience, and he yeah. saw the reaction to it. I'm like, that's what I wanted him to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think that once he's acting like himself on stage, he also does get a lot of laughs. Yes. No, I think most people do. He's a, just a nice person. He's been to Catholic school. He's in a healthy, like long-term relationship. I don't know why people don't talk about that more. If anything, that gives me so much more peace than people trying to be edgy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is the thing about like the trope of, am about- I, am I an edge Lord? <laughs> no, you're not, because that's like who you are. You Thank love God. you love conspiracy theories. Yeah, you've had your, you know, you've been through a lot, Dylan. Yeah, so dude, tonight this guy was on stage being himself. Saying, I was being I'm a little edge lordy, dude. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I did tell a lady I was going to heaven. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going to heaven. <laughs> yeah, my name's written in the book of life. <laughs> my favorite thing to tell kids as a youth pastor. You're going to hell. I don't know why we're just telling my bits on the podcast. <laughs> that was just was, me riffing. Dude. I know. That's why. And it was very fun. Yeah. And it was also felt like you like talking about yourself, being yeah. very honest from where you, but also. I just want to be clear. I never told a single kid that they were going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, something I did, but it would be fun. <laughs> I did want to say that uh, it's a little early, but uh, November was when we did our very first episode of Recreational Outrage. Really? And Damn. Damon wow. Howard was our very first guest. You'll have oh. to come back on one more time before you leave. 
Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, Hell you yeah. have to. No, I, I will. <laughs> no, you, okay. I demand don't it. give us like a Robbie K. Like, yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah, don't do us yeah. like Robbie did, dude. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell your listeners right now. Dylan Cantor is one of my best friends since I started doing comedy. He's one of the people I'm close with in this scene. He's given me a lot of opportunities. We help each other like really grow throughout this. And I don't know. He's he's really one of the first people I met, even doing comedy as well. And I always respected him. I always loved him. And I just want to tell you that. So Thanks, listeners dude. should know that we're we're really close friends. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Everything you said, I echo, dude. You're like the first person I talked to at Humor Underground. I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Hundred percent. You're one of my best friends, dude, for sure. Yeah. Can we? Help I'm gonna you? be sad when you're gone, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You get, then this guy caught me with my Legion of Skanks fucking jacket, <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, dude, I'm already caught before I'm started, dude. They're gonna hate me now. <laughs> we bonded over. We it. bonded over. It. I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> oh no, dude, I love Dylan too. It yeah. is. He is fucking rad. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. As like aggressive, you can be on stage. You're just such a you're a, you're a lovable dad off stage. Oh, thank you. Yes, and a good person. Yes, I mean it is nice to be work, like getting to do shit with good people. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. people that I enjoy their company and like I actually think have a uh, an opinion I want to listen to. Yeah. No, we were at Doug earlier today, and like I haven't, I just I saw Dylan. I haven't probably seen him in like two weeks. I'm like, dude, I missed you. Yeah, dude. I, I missed you. Dude. I saw him at Doug at the the our Saturday open mic. Yeah, yeah. Damn. All right. Well, do you guys want to do a little uh, 420 code real quick? Give us our 420 code, dude. Okay. So yeah, Damon, this is a uh, book that's passed down from stoner to stoner, and it has different rules, different ideas. Hmm? Um. Kind of just for each stoner to remember. And Dylan, if I've told this one, please remind me. Okay. (laughs) Like a good pastor. You know, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) The stoner said, two natures arise when the substance of trees, indica and sativa. The metaphist says more about this, but I will not bore you about the details. The stoner explained this to his cat while rolling a joint on the couch. The cat stared up at the stoner in the carpet from the carpet of the small, stuffy, hot apartment. They were not alone. The nature of indica is to be and reflect. The nature of sativa is to do and think. Neither is bad except for in excess. The cat looked from the ground. The friend had... This friend has had an excess of indica. The stoner gestured to a friend who was asleep on the couch. This friend has an excess of sativa. He gestured to the friend pacing around the room. As for me, I observe myself and remain balanced. For this is the sixth rule of thumb. Balance, indica, and sativa. The cat licked himself while the stoner licked the joint. (laughs) Some of my friends object to this saying that their dealer does not discern or that both are not always available. But indica and sativa are not strains, but natures. And you may embody either, regardless of which you smoke. Balance is not about planning, but about watching yourself and being mindful while you, while you climb. The cat walked away from the stoner. This was good for cats, or bad for climbing trees. They tended to get stuck. 
That's the end. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, you know, climbing trees, getting high. The cat was stuck. Well, they, yeah, they do, they do get stuck. And that's the sixth rule of the stoner handbook. You know, balance between indica and sativa. As a non-stoner, what do you think about that? So it reminds me of, like, the yin and yang interpretation. So you know when you look at the black side, that's going to be the, the stability. It usually represents male, actually. Uh, so it's the order. Where you look at the white side. You're saying men bring order. Black yeah, men. Yeah, this is just a, is the way they said. interpret it with, like, Taoism. And when you look at the, not black men, wait. <laughs> you said the black side? Yeah, just the black side. Okay. And not black men in particular. Of okay. the yin and the yang, dude. Yeah. The okay. yin yang twins. <laughs> <laughs> but the white side represents chaos, and that's usually, like, the female. Of course. Be, like, <laughs> but when you look at the yin and yang sign, you know it's like a circle with, like, waves of the white and black. And if you look in the black, there's this little tiny circle of white inside of it. If you look in the white, there's a little tiny circle of black inside of it. Mm. So that's mentioned how they're both able to... Um, balance each other yes they're, they you still find the other within the other yeah because you, you can't have one without the other exactly so you can't have complete order without a little chaos you can't have a complete chaos without a little order and that line that goes in between it they say that's the focal point of balance that's the that's your path life that you want to intersect with it's where you want to be yeah so you can't have too much chaos on one side well, chaos this man is verbatim quoting Jordan Peterson right now. <laughs> really? I don't know. How's your room? Is it clean? No. Is your bed made? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, there's a path there. That's the path you want to walk. Not too much chaos, not too much life. If there's not too much chaos, you destroy everything. But if there's too much order, you'll be bored. Yep. Yes. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting that like we have our own ba- levels of what is balance. <laughs> yes. Too. I mean, like. Laura's balance is going to two open mics a, a, a week. That's a lot. But it is for, for her. For a non-comedian, that's but, a lot. And for me, it's like if I don't do five or six, I'm hungry. Yes. Yeah. You know? And mm. so, like, everyone's balance is totally mm-hmm. perspective. Mm. <laughs> Mr. 13. Mm. No, I don't do 13 now. I probably do eight or nine. but Minutes? No, no, no. Mics a week. Oh. Yeah. Just... I just feel that I like I, I always aim for like eight a week just because it feels right. I used to do a, way more than that, but what was the what was the number? The highest number I've done uh, in a week. I think it was nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Damn, son, Mister Nineteen. No, I was again when you talk about hunger, which is the whole theme of the Ubi Subi Room at the Thin Man, October fifteenth, Saturday night. <laughs> uh, Are you gonna have all thin men? All thin men. Uh, we have one. I don't I, suggest it. We have two thin men, <laughs> me and Phil Corridor. That's about it. Okay. That'll that'll do. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I I just, I can't, I don't always know if someone's going to be funny. I don't know if you guys feel that way. Like you don't, I don't, I just don't know because it's so early on. Um, there are some people like Hannibal Burris is a big ex, uh, example. He was, they said he was trashed for like 10 years until after that 10th year, he finally found his voice and he just started murdering every, in every room. I think well, that's also something that comics just say about themselves Yeah, is that they thought personally that they were trash until about 10 years. Well, there's also Brody Stevens. Who's Brody Stevens. So Brody are you Stevens. serious? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm being hundred percent. Okay. We have to stay here for like 10 minutes from this podcast. So like, <laughs> he, legitimately. He is a very, uh, like LA. Comic. I think you, I don't know. I mean, I guess but I think you, 
He's just a pure comic, I would yeah. say. Oh, yeah. He did He's it dead. for what was funny. And he did pass away, and he had a lot of issues he killed himself. that he, he dealt with and stuff Ari like Shafir that. Ari Shafir could have saved him, but he didn't. <laughs> okay. But. Brady Stevens. Brody. Brody Stevens. No, so I've never heard of him. Brody oh. Stevens is his actually his stage name, and his real name is Stephen Brody. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Brody, Brody <laughs> and Stevens. he literally, I guess, went up as Stephen Brody forever, and then one night he went up and he said, tomorrow I will come back as Brody Stevens, and Brody Stevens will not bomb. Like Brody Stevens will not do poorly because yeah. he doesn't want to. He doesn't care. <laughs> and like, it is insane that he changed his name and then everybody said he had a flip. Like something changed where he just had this different attitude and he really did just murder from then on out. Like sometimes you do got to find that right niche, mm-hmm. that, that, that like pocket that like allows you to express exactly who you want to be or whatever. Yeah. It is crazy. I mean, Tim Dillon, who knows where he'd be without podcasting. Not that I don't think he's hilarious to stand up, but he's fucking figured out and gotten an entire audience just through this weird niche. Yeah. This, just this, talking on a podcast. And these to people himself. that love to hear him rant. Yeah. No, you I, know? I believe the funniest people people have never heard of. Like, yeah. I, I think Anthony Crawford is hilarious, but like people just don't know who he is because, let's be frank, he sucks with social media. Sure, or or dude, yeah. like Tom Rhodes. Yeah. N- nobody knows who Tom Rhodes is, but he yeah. was the first comedian I saw. And he's like a comedian that toured around the entire world. Mm-hmm. And he did an album that was called like Tom Rhodes Around the World. And each bit is a different bit in those cities. I mean, if you want to, I mean, this might be pandering, but if you want to talk about a super funny comic that... A majority of people don't know about, but he's by far one of the funniest comics. Period is Sam Talent. Oh yeah, for sure. But people don't know him. Yes, you know, uh, what I mean? I unless would, you're a, unless you're a fan of comedy, you know, what I mean, people know David Spade or Tim. Dillon yeah, but or, he's getting there, man. It is cool. Know, Anytime yeah, you hear him shout out on a podcast, yeah, like he does get recognition. He is yeah. slowly getting there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I I he when I like first started watching comedy, I like watched the greats. Like Gary Shandling was a big influence of mine, and because he was like this mild mannered Jew who like really was like soft spoken and whenever he talked like this, but and I feel like I was kind of that way when I first started. He was also an engineering major. But, <laughs> <laughs> But I did was, he tell bridge jokes? No, no, no. He was an electrical engineer, so not okay. was not as cool as I was. But he was doing these jokes. I was like, oh fuck, what was the point I was gonna make? Um, Soft spoken, Gary Shandling. You connected. He connected with them. Oh yeah, there was this quote um, by Patrice O'Neill, which I always remember. He said, "You can either uh, be great or you can be famous." Yeah. And I feel like that's very much true because it's how you spend your time which really trajects how you go. Like, you know the Denver comedy scene game at this point. Like, if you have a show and you run a show and it's a successful show, you invite other people onto your show and then most likely you're going to get booked because they, you know you had people on your show, basically. And they'll book you if they run a show. Whereas there's this whole... Maybe. I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the, the politics, air quotes in politics. Yeah. Well. But if you just choose to be really good at stand-up, then that's that's kind of a lonely road because mm-hmm. people would sometimes rather be booked than rather be good at stand-up. And it's not to say like people who are booked are like bad at stand-up or like not as good as the people who just focus strictly on stand-up, but 
that's kind of like the balance you have to take. And this is just going to grow more and more. Whereas you have career opportunities that take you away from stand up versus, you know, actually writing and working on your act and performing constantly. Dude, I mean, Mitch Hedberg, I, Mitch Hedberg said, uh, in his special, the comedy central special, he's like, it's crazy that as a comedian, I get asked a lot. So can you act? Yep. Can you write? It's like, no, I do stand up. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. He's like, you never ask the cook, can you farm? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, like we, this is the part that we like to do and shit, but there are those other avenues and those other avenues do hopefully get you in bigger places or project you. I mean, forever it was like sitcoms, right? I mean, yeah. every single comedian wanted one. And now I don't know a single person who's like, if I don't get on NBC with my own sitcom, you know, like, of course, everybody would love that kind of thing, but it's not like the goal anymore. Yeah. You know, and I feel like now it's like having, honestly, I think it's working with the people you want to work with. Yes. Like, that's what I think has to be the goal. Because, like, I love that, like, I get to have fun with, I mean, like, how you were saying, like, things take you away from stand-up. Even when it does, it's still... Um, I'm in this room podcasting with fucking hilarious other comedians. Yeah. So, like, I I really do love that, like... Uh, I don't know where I was going, but I really do <laughs> enjoy, you know, the fact that, like, even when I do decide to do a side project, it's usually with other people in this scene right. that I fucking love hanging with. Yeah. And that I love spending time with. And, like, I would rather crush with my friends than like get some big name or do somebody that i feel pressured to have in here i'd rather have like a homie like yeah. i do have much more fun and i make a better episode yeah with like a you where we did just fucking did two hours and i needed to oh. read one book and we played two videos that didn't really even do anything oh shit it's been two hours yeah dude. you dude, know that, like I, that flew by so fast flies by dude Damn. Yeah. And like, that's because we enjoy each other's company. Yeah. We enjoy talking about things and like, we're interested in on each other's opinions. And like, I love that about this scene. Yeah. yeah. I really do. Yeah. My one idea about success is that if you make it to the top of the mountain and you're alone, then you did something wrong. Mm. You shouldn't be alone there by yourself. You should yes. have people around you who like, because even you have to take that responsibility of like bringing people up who were with you. God, that was exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. And you really just did it perfectly. <laughs> I, yeah, I do love that. Like I've surrounded myself uh -huh. and like, uh, it is cool that like when you do get to see your friends accomplish things, yeah, it feels so good. It does. I and mean, especially when you give your friends opportunities or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I would try my best to give Dylan a lot of opportunities. Cause I, 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 I think you're funny and I know how hard you work at this it's on top of like your regular ordinary life. And well, and it's, it's what he fucking wants. Yeah. And it's what you, like, I know you're a hungry person. Mm -hmm. Speaking of hunger, the thin man at the Ubi Subi room, <laughs> Saturday, October 15th, 9 30 PM. See, you're really comics. good at this. Phil corridor. Phil corridor will be headlining. Ben Duncan will be featuring and Aaron Rose will be, uh, hope to be the opening act. So come there. She the hopes to be the opening. act. She will be the opening act. Oh. I'm probably going to have Jake to pizza do a guest spot too. He's there. You go. You guys don't know Jake to pizza. Um, Really one of the most original, I think one of the best writer in like the scene in terms of how much he does, how prolific he is. But yeah. 
Also, his delivery's gone so deadpan and perfect. Occasionally, he goes what I like to call fully norm. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> what what I love about him is he takes like a musician opinion. He does. He yeah. does. He he literally explained it as like when I performed in a band. I knew what my sound was to contribute. Uh-huh. Like I knew how I was to benefit the performance. So he was like, as soon as you know what your sound is, you know how to play your instrument the best to contribute. Yes. And so he's like, my voice, it works with quick, weird, deadpan, absurd things. Yep. Mm. And nobody wants to listen to me tell a story. Yep. Like nobody wants to hear me talk about my like experience doing this thing because my voice, my instrument does not play that music. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful to hear that. Yeah. And him being like, I know what to do and I can write for that. Yeah. Helen Driesen's like another local comedian. It has a big musician. She can sing really well and like play piano, but really fucking good at stand up as well. You know who honestly also is just realizing, I mean, I feel like he's stumbling into it, but Adam, Adam Gilliland, Oh, dude, I've had, I walked Adam's dog with him and <laughs> we, he told me about his like theater background and just like how he has that whole performance uh, thing in his mind. And that dude, I heard like the last podcast you guys did with him or maybe two podcasts ago, but he's just not, he has that, that performance in him. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think there's a whole class. Yes. I also think that Denver is insanely funny like the comp comedians that are here yeah are ready to fucking put on some really funny jokes yes and it is like one of the strongest scenes that's why i love having slaughterhouse i view it as like putting denver comedy scene on the map that's why i love having these denver comedians in yeah and like i do think it's we're we should be number three when people think of comedy i think there's like la and new york are unquestionable yeah but where is that number three spot like, who does that get given to? Chicago. <laughs> well, now that you're there. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I don't like compliments, but I appreciate it. We are going to miss you, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I got to figure out the roommate situation and everything. I just, I, I just, I don't know why I told you on air. I probably should tell you off air, but yeah. No, you told me at Scruffy's. I did tell you at Scruffy's. You kind of let it that. slip. Yeah. He I told mean, me at Thug and told me to act like he didn't tell me. I know. Did he really? Well, because no, I was did. like, did oh, you? Did. did he tell you that he's leaving? Uh-huh. And he goes, to Chicago? <laughs> 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 he knew it exactly. Well, no, like, yeah, I yelled it. No, all of my... All of like like my, a classic conspiracy yeah. theorist. <laughs> I knew it. No, all of my closest friends... I, I, I think I know who my closest friends are just because they asked me, how was Chicago? Yeah. Like they knew I went there and like they weren't surprised and say, Oh yeah, I went to Chicago. It's like, oh, how was that? Yeah. It was just like, oh, how was Chicago? So I'm like Dylan was one of those people. He was texting me actually when I was in Chicago. So Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it it is awesome that you're exploring. I mean, I'm I'm stoked for you. I don't explore too much. We'll miss you. Don't explore too much. Yeah, dude. (laughs) We had too much fun at this, Scruffy Murphy's mic few nights ago <laughs> it was such a disaster it was terrible that bike's gonna get canceled pretty soon i can't believe it i don't think what's it gonna be like when it moves back inside uh i don't know but Quinn, did that night uh so jd met me outside of skylark yes and skylark was ending and jd's like i was just at scruffy's it wasn't there and i drove by skylark and there's nobody down there i was like oh well skylark's upstairs now 
So that's why I know you didn't see anybody. And Scruffy Murphy's is in the back. So that's why you didn't see anybody there. Skylark's about to end. So you just drove to the wrong mic. You want to go back to Scruffy's and uh, it's actually outside. But so it was kind of funny that he had, he had honestly done all the work to get to the mic and just (laughs) missed it. (laughs) I felt bad. (laughs) No, everything changes. Like, I didn't know. My oh whoa sorry I might just I just had like an ear thing thing you're all right dude yeah uh, what are they saying oh, you didn't well, realize oh I didn't realize that open mics are changing too like it's crazy how fast everything's just changing in the past two years considering you know times are changing how sign up happens but just I don't know it just makes me reflect more and more because you see more and more comics coming and you're like oh they're kind of like pushing me up because I've been here for the past two years yeah and. It, I'm like, oh, I can actually, I know how to do this thing and that thing. And and you have relationships with them. Yeah, I have relationships with them. They're not just like the host of the mic that you have to introduce yourself to. Yeah. No, it's like, oh, hey, Damon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like to think I know a good amount of the people, at least the open micers here, pretty well. It's because I consider myself the spiritual leader of the Denver comedy scene. Yeah. The, okay. Our shaman? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the shaman of the comedy scene. Self-appointed role, of course. I accept. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do plugs. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and throw on some music. uh, Damon, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, Other than... Or go ahead and plug the show. Plug it all. Other than The Thin Man, October 15th, Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Tickets are $10. We're only selling 25 tickets. It's going to be an intimate room. We're already going to reach our goals at this point. So get them soon. Get them quick. And that's my main purpose. But You're only selling how many tickets? 25 tickets. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, let me pull up my schedule real quick. Yeah, this comes out on the 7th. The 7th of October? Yeah. Yeah. So, Dylan, you've got Florence. Florence. Com- oh, wow. I almost said comedy works. Uh, <laughs> Florence, Cloudy Eyed Comedy. Um, I got AJ Finney headlining. Ollie Kareem. Christine Tomlinson. The boys are coming, Evan Joe and Spaghetti Jake. Damn, dude. Yeah. They're going to be rowdy down there. They're going to be rowdy. Evan was a part of that chaos at Scruffy Murphy's for no sure. No doubt he was. Hey, I know personally that he's <laughs> he stoked was. about going as well. So. Nice. Uh, maybe Evan Fitzgerald will be there. Hey, Dylan, if you could describe your relationship with Ali Kareem in one word, what would it be? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say damn? Damn, fam. <laughs> No, he that's does my, say it as one word. That's my brother, dude. <laughs> All right, I got the rest of my October shows. Go okay. ahead. I'll finish after you. Okay, after <laughs> after October. Well, today is October 1st. I just did Rise Comedy. Uh, 10.15, I got this. You missed it, you fucking dumbasses. <laughs> it, it was a good show. Shout out Emily Kingsley. She's Emily not, Kingsley. She said she'd book me. She didn't. She's not racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 10.15, I have the studio at Main Street in Parker, Colorado at 7 p.m. After that, Thin Man at 9.30 p.m. 10.20, I'm featuring Estella's Arcade in Greeley at 8 p.m. 10.21, I'm at Ultra Flat Black Gallery, 8 p.m. in the Springs. So Ultra what is that? Flat Black? It's that show Jason Alexander runs, and he has his, uh, his, his, his lady friend who produces it. She's really cool. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, Cloudy Eyed Comedy, Florence, like I said, also, but the day before... That's October 8th. October 7th, we're at Jad's Mile High Smoke. 
Uh, Patrick Richardson is headlining that. Chad's Mile uh, High, man. Yeah, it's yeah. such a fun place. Chad's Mile High, go if you there. You are interested in smoking. Yes. They have poker on Saturday nights now, which is great. But this but is anyway, on Friday. This is on Friday. There will be no <laughs> poker. <laughs> but uh, know when to fold yeah. I know when to fold them. But uh, That's good. Patrick That's good, Richardson, Tanya Sabrina, one of my favorites, Corey Cooley. Uh, Caroline Williams and the homie from the Beanie Boys, fucking Cameron McKenzie, will be there. Nice. Uh, October fifteenth, I'm going to be at Grandma's house. Supposedly, Trenton Cotton is starting a show up here. Oh yeah. And he wants me to do it on the fifteenth, but I haven't heard anything else about it. Nice. What night are you going to be at Grandma's? October fifteenth. Fifteenth. Okay. Are you on there? No, I'll be on the twenty second though. Damn it. Well. I'll be there. Hey, that's my son's birthday, so I'd have to say no, probably. That's at like nine thirty, so that's fine. But uh, actually, no, I he won't listen to this. Uh, the Nuggets hope home opener this year is October twenty second, so that's where we'll be. That's for his exciting. birthday, twenty second. He, he has no Nuggets? clue, dude. That's so exciting. That's so soon, dude. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, do I? Have, I don't. Such a good dad. I don't think I have any other shows. Just cloudy eyed comedy. You know, at the end of the month, October 29th. Uh, I haven't finished filling out my roster quite yet, <laughs> but I got Mike ha- uh, Mike Hammock headlining. Nice. Fucking Brian Sullivan. Um, Chanel, no. Chanel Hughes. She's on another show in November. I want to get this right because I think this is a dope lineup. Uh, Mike Hammock, Brian Sullivan, Luke Gaston, Liv Carter. Oh shit, that's really good. One more to come, probably. That's a really good. But lineup. I'm stoked for that. That's gonna be at the coffee joint. So yeah. hell yeah, come to the coffee joint. I want to make coffee joint the spot. The it com- is such a comfortable spot. The yeah. coffee joint has went through a whole new renovation. They, yeah, it's a really chill spot. If anyone hasn't been there, go check it out. It's a great place to watch comedy and smoke a a doobie, vaporizers. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, all vapes. Yes, a smoke a, a vape vapey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Slaughterhouse Studios on all path platforms. We have podcasts for literally anything you're a fan of. So uh, comedy or intimate conversations or friends making fun of friends or uh, two lovebirds in love. We literally have every podcast that you could be interested in. Um, and then I personally might be in Florence. That sounds like a thing. I might. Uh, that'd be fun. I enjoyed it last time. Yeah. Um, on the 10th. Of October, uh, Western Sky Bar just doing his Palace City Live. What, what? Those are fun. I mean, they are pretty rad. Bruh. Live podcasts in an empty bar. Huh? <laughs> um, on the 14th, I will be hosting Locust Cider. Two chains. You're going to be hosting? Yeah. Nice. So October pretty... 14th? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my, uh, would be my, I think my fifth wedding anniversary. <laughs> so I'll be coming for a guest spot <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Yeah the 22nd of October I'll be doing grandma's Hell yeah I am excited So hell yeah And then I've got my friend Sean coming um, Towards the end of the month Good So I'm very excited about that I think he should get on stage Yeah If there really was a guy That I think is a regular person That could actually Tell a story oh. And tell a few jokes I think it would be Sean. Oh yeah, Sean. So I think uh, I think he might end up at a mic, Good. trying to get on stage. You no, know should be more on stage. The female population. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woman. 
<laughs> yes. Just want to, you know, welcome all your, your female viewers to the show. Yeah, lots of female viewers. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all uh, the women. All the women who listen. Yeah, thanks, Laura. You're great. <laughs> I wish you listened, dude. Um, someone told me they listened. That was a woman. Haley Fisher probably listened, so, you know. Oh, Kakuna as well. Wherever Kakuna, she you know. Wherever she Wherever is. you went to. I haven't seen her in, like, two months. I miss her. Yeah. She's so cool. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, Should we end it? Yeah. Thank you so much, Damon. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you. I love you. So. I love you, too. Damon. Yes. Thank you for being on, dude. I need a pee. Reparation <laughs> outrage. Goodbye. Creational.